Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Dr. Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh again. <laughs> and I'm Corbs. You were always Hugh. We didn't tell him that he had to like call himself Hugh or anything. <laughs> did did you again. tell did you tell Corbs about our little text conversation? I don't think I did. Okay. Right. We, we probably should share this anyway because it's yes. kind of funny. So Paul never mentioned to me that he was going to go through with recording the show anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, I just knew that I wasn't, you know, because uh, you know, we, we had the night off uh, away from the, the kid. So oh, there you go. Sunday, I'm sitting on the toilet scrolling through. Not only do I see Geek Pod, you know, episode 86, but I see a guy that looks an awful, awful like my dead father, where I should be. <laughs> Down to the super strong mustache that I can't grow. Uh, I mean, I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was it was very confusing. And probably imagine. traumatizing. I, I maybe a little bit, you know, I mean, if it'd been a different face, but it was like, is that me older? What happened? Did they go <laughs> into the future and, and snag me? Uh, no, it was, it was very strange. Uh, but I, I did listen to the first 28 minutes of the show, which was all, all that was available on iTunes until I told Paul. Yeah. Um, I and fixed that. Yeah. It, it certainly uh, seemed like uh, things went off. I didn't get to re- listen to the rest of it though. Um, we had, um, I, I'm hearing it was, it was an acceptable episode for a fill in. That that's what I was told. Yeah, it wasn't um, too bad. Um, we had a good time. Kevin had a good time. He said he'd definitely like to come back. I, I told him I'd like to facilitate that because the two of you talking beer together would be pretty fucking good. Yeah, okay. that would be good. So I could see that. Um, do you mind if I read the initial text, Hugh? I just I just scrolled back and found Go it. Go ahead. So out of the blue on Sunday, two twenty eight PM, I get a text that says you should warn me when you replace me with a guy that looks like my dead dad. I was very confused this morning by your Facebook post. <laughs> and it continued on for a while, but yeah, that's, that's what I get out of the blue. And I just, I literally want to, <gasps> like, <I just, laughs> nice. Jesus. That would be kind um, of creepy to see though. Yeah, uh, it, it was. I mean, it wasn't identical, but in a little tiny Facebook picture, I mean, yeah, I was like, you know, once I opened it up, I could see, you know, it looked different, but the, the, the resemblance is there. That's, 
both scary and funny at the same time. Not not that Paul would have known that, so it certainly no. isn't his fault. It was just one of those weird confluences right. of uh, events that uh, led to a very uh, interesting text exchange. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> Which, you know, that could probably be a whole feature in and of itself is just our text exchanges usually. Yeah, I mean, we don't do it a whole lot, but they're generally pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of out there shit usually happens in our exchanges. Man, I thought you were going to say we could make a segment out of replacing me with people that look like dead relatives. <laughs> we have to go further, though, like zombify them. <laughs> but anyway, we're already getting off uh, off topic here. Uh, guys, let's catch a buzz. All right. What do we got this week, Paul? It is... Snacksident peanut butter chocolate stout by Smut Labs. Oh, I just completely whiffed popping that open. Yeah, you did. Did you? I don't there even know you if you can see that. It popped off to the side like my oh, my hand. You know what? Fine. I forgot to change my background. That's all right. <coughs> Corbs loves it already. You can see that. I'm just smelling it. Really um, strong peanut butter smell. Yeah, can that's the first thing you popped open. That's what you got. You got hit with was that peanut butter. Yes. Um, do we have something to read on this goddamn can, or I uh, there... don't seem to have any backgrounds. What happened to my backgrounds? I didn't take them. I swear. There we go. <laughs> Maybe Kevin took them on his way out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I don't see a write up on this one. And I didn't. I didn't scramble to look on. Um, wait, what was the website Kevin told us we should start using last week? Uh, was it Beer Advocate or? I think so. Yes. Well, this is a chocolate stout with natural peanut butter flavors. Is all it is. Sometimes you just don't mean to take things that far, and it shows a peanut eating a chocolate bar. Like, yeah, that it does. Look at that. Ah, god damn it! There we go. That that looks uh painful right there. Yes. But I haven't actually had a sip of the. Corbs, pour it in a glass for Christ's sake. Fuck that. Oh, Paul, you even have Geek Pod glasses. I do, and they're upstairs somewhere. <laughs> it's a weird taste. You lose the nodes, the, the scent affecting the flavor when you drink it out of a can. That That's just wrong. Do you want um, me to go get a fucking glass? Yeah, go get a fucking glass. Try right, it, and I'll tell you what, you're going to notice that it, it might not be good, but it tastes a little different. I'm taking you with me. Well, all right. Well, yeah, that's at least you're mobile. Like if I did, I literally have to just walk away from my background here. This is a, this is interesting. First of all, it's a, it feels very thin for a stout. Um, Mm -hmm. The the bubbles on top, the lacing is okay, but um, it it has that every beer I've ever had that is, has a peanut butter flavor to it always has this flavor, which is, kind of reminiscent of peanut butter in fact i think it's what uh if you took like a, a spoonful of pb fit and put it in your mouth that's what it would taste like before your saliva mixed with the powder and turned into peanut butter yeah. um i mean it's it's real but you're only getting part of the peanut flavor you're getting the nut and not the creamy um and this kind of makes you realize that peanuts did actually you, did do you have, just say you're getting a nut you're getting the nut but not the creamy all right uh no it's 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 almost like you're getting half of the flavor of the peanut you know, uh, to me, that that's what it tastes like to me. Um, and this is supposed to be peanut butter. Um, I'm not getting any of the chocolate. Now, I don't think it tastes nope. bad, but it definitely is is weak. Yeah, it reminds me of that one that we tried um, when we were in Saratoga. 
for the con. Yeah, uh, peanut butter and jelly. Yes, that's what I, it reminds it, me of. That had a strong jelly flavor, though, didn't it? Because I I seem to recall liking that. That that was pretty deep into the night. So you're asking me about flavors at that point. You're lucky yeah. I, I made it back to the hotel room. <laughs> really? That's how bad off you were? We were having a blast that weekend. Well, sounds it. If you yes. can't remember walking back to the damn hotel room. No, I remember. Oh, no, it. I remember it. Yeah, we remember it. We were just uh, the navigation was a little rough. Was it more east-west instead of north-south? Something like that. Were you stumbling back and forth? I no. was. Oh, were you? A little bit, but I do that anyway. You do that when you walk anyways? I wanted to ask you, what is it you added to the GeekPod logo behind you? I noticed it when I was uh, watching. Oh, that's um, that's when we did the reloaded. Oh, okay. And it was the only one I had on a white background. Gotcha. Why'd you go with a white background instead of a black background? Because I wear dark colors so often that Um... I'm blending in. So I I went with this to try to go with a better aesthetic for the videos. I wonder if that would give me um, your hair back. Yeah, because you can see I'm disappearing here. (laughs) No, no, I don't know. I'm I'm really worried about my hair. So that's a touchy. Me too. I'm worried about my hair too. Me too. Yours is already gone. Now (laughs) I am. I I switched to this um, repairing. Oh my god, Uh, (laughs) this Pantene repairing uh, conditioner uh, because I am losing so much hair. I think I might have talked about this before. Uh, it's it's not coming off the top of my head. It's all just breaking. My long hair is breaking. Okay. I mean, I've gone from ne- being able to only put a hair tie around my hair twice to like four times. Ah. My ponytail is like so it, it's not nearly as thick as it was. And it's just every time I wash my hair, I come away with about a quarter of a toupee. I mean, seriously, you guys could take what I what I lose uh, in hair in four or five days, put it on top of your head and it look like you had a full head of hair. I might take you up on that. Well, you know, I I think, and I want to do a PSA here because I'm, as you know, I love my hair and I'm really upset about this. Um, You always lose hair when you have long hair, but this really started after Halloween for our Halloween um, uh, party at work. uh, Damar and I uh, went as uh, Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus, and we bought this gray hairspray stuff. Oh no. And and, then the picture, it came out great. I mean, I look really good. But th- when I go, went to wash it out that night, I had such a hard time getting it out. And I'm worried. I think it damaged my hair because that's when it started falling out so quickly. Gotcha. And I'm sure the two of you are like, oh, boo-hoo, you're losing your hair. <laughs> boo-hoo, you're losing all of that hair. <laughs> just, just remember when whatever I get past whatever this is, and even if I have to chop it down or up to like here and start regrowing it. You still it, have a full head of hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine still grows. I'm just, I've noticed it's getting thin, like right on the top. And it also doesn't help when you're not really paying attention. When you tell the, the, the uh, hairstylist that you, you want your normal fade with a three on top instead of a scissor cut. You realize that after she does the stripe down the middle, that's why my hair is so short right now. I don't even know what you, what you just said. That was like, I mean, was that dungeons and dragons speak? I mean, what was that? (laughs) This is where we drop in the scene with uh, Tracy Morgan from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know what you just said, little kid. <laughs> if we could without getting sued. Right. And how that would crush my soul if we got sued by Kevin Smith. No, it wouldn't. You'd be jacking off with the, the fucking. I would take it all the way to the papers. Yeah, you, you'd take the papers, wrap them around, and. <laughs> there is that, but it would still it would be awful. Why would it be awful? We'd get noticed. 
Yeah. He already has some of our episodes on a CD. And you can you think he's actually listening to them? You were both talking at the same time. What was that? Go ahead, Corbs. <laughs> Do you think he actually listens to it? Yes, over and over again. In the <laughs> he bursts into the, the bathroom and listens to it. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't make it out of Buffalo. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> he just he miraculously forgot it in his hotel room. Right. But, you know, he, he touched it. Which yes, would make at least happy. for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, what's got you geeked? Corpse? Uh, I don't know. For me... I was going to say, I can lead you here because you were texting me about it and really wanted to talk about it. Well, I would text you. I don't fucking remember anymore, dude. Something you just finished watching? What did I just finish watching? Oh, wow. Was this a text message today? No, this was a couple days ago. Holy shit, the ending and the after credit scene. Oh, yeah, I did. That's right. You're right. (laughs) Now I know what you're talking about. Okay. I, find, I finally finished The Mandalorian over the weekend with my ah. son. Yeah, that 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 ending. Holy shit. Yeah. That was a. That was definitely. I was a. I was shocked. Even after listening to you, I mean, I know you guys didn't say anything when you guys were talking about it, but still, to have a, a computer enhanced, Mark Hamill. Yep. And R two D two come in. That was a. Even my son was like, holy crap. And then, of course, the end with uh, Boba Fett comes in. Oh, my God. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that one, too. Looking forward to, what is it? uh, The Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it comes out December of this year. So So I'm looking forward to it. Actually, so is my son. So, like I said, we both sat here and and decided to watch it on, uh, I want to say Saturday. Saturday or Sunday morning, we got up and, uh, and watched it and, we watched. We were three episodes short of finishing it, so so we watched the final three episodes, and we were uh, both of us were at the end of it, like, what? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was me. That's it. That's what had me geeked. Was uh, I finally able to finish it, so now we can actually talk about it, right? And then uh, just the whole ending of it was fantastic. I I think they were only able to pull that off because in Return of the Jedi, Luke was already kind of reserved and stoic. You know, right. you know, Luke in yeah. the black suit. I mean, just the, the opening thing in, in Jabba's palace, you know, before he got dropped, dropped into the pit, he was already kind of like that. That's the only reason that worked, because if you tried to, let's say, um, Return of the Jedi didn't happen and this followed right. um, uh, the Empire Strikes Back, there's no way I'd buy that's Luke. Right. True. Because like yeah, you, you know, said, yeah, like very. Yeah, yeah very yeah. reserved. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, I'm watching that. I'm like, yeah, this this is only working because of that. You're not but wrong. holy shit i'm sitting here watching i'm like i see the the lone x-wing come up i'm like no i mean like they're they're trying to make us think that's gonna happen that's not what's gonna happen right and then he walks in and i'm like yeah my my jaw i would say it hit the floor but it would have hit my stomach first and probably <laughs> unattached so it just kind of hung down and bounced a little bit um holy crap i mean how they kept that under wraps for that long is yeah yeah for over a year they said they kept it quiet but it seems on that production, they're really good at keeping secrets. Keeping secrets, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that 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 was what had me me geeked, and can't believe I forgot that when I was. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I had it written down because I didn't want to forget because you were you seemed very excited in the the text I, well, messages. I was, 
to be honest with you, I was more excited the fact that I actually finished it and we could talk about it. <laughs> I mean, because you guys, I mean, you guys watched it when it first came out, and yeah. my son and I planned on watching it when it first came out, and we watched the first couple episodes. Then obviously the holidays hit, and we kind of, yep. you know, slows you down. It does. It did. So, but yeah, the fact that I, we got through it finally, and like I said, can't wait for the Boba Fett stuff to come out. Um, so that's what uh, that's what had me that's what had me geeked. So. Yeah. Now, we do have confirmation that a season three of The Mandalorian is coming. We have no idea when. All we know is it's set to film after um, they wrap the book of Boba Fett. Okay. So. That was pretty cool, too, the whole the whole Boba Fett thing. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see where they go with that. And I, and I love the fact that um, Bib Fortuna got fat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I guess that was Matthew Wood in the costume this time around. And that name should mean something because he was also the character actor for something. And I've already forgotten it now. But when I read the article, I was like, oh, no shit. And now I lost it. So that means nothing. Wait to go, Matthew Paul. Wood? That's what I do. Yep. He's, there we go. <laughs> Corbs is on it. He's our research man. <laughs> Bring it back around to us when you get it. We'll move on. Hugh, what's got you geeked? Well, what was going to have me geeked is this. Uh, I decided to bring some snacks in here um, this time because, you know, last time we drank a lot and I didn't get my nightly snacks. So not only was I like, mm, but also, uh, man, I woke up. I was starving at like three in the morning. Um, my mother-in-law gave me this for uh, Christmas. It's a bourbon Gouda. Cool. And eh, eh, hold on to it for a few weeks now. It's good, but. It tastes like artificial flavor. It actually almost tastes like banana bread gouda, which is weird. That is weird. I'm going to set this aside. Yeah, wow. That was a big disappointment. Well, so apparently he, was, apparently he was General Grievous in the okay. Friends of the Sith. That, then there we go. Keeping it in the family. Yeah. So I had a couple things to talk about uh, as far as what's got me geeked. Okay. Um, some... Uh, Little ones. Well, the little one, uh, first of all, uh, I've rediscovered lava lamps. And they are so cool. And I'm going to pick up my... And you can't even see this. Yeah, it's not going to no. work because of the background. Never mind. Um, but I've got uh, one up here, and I've got another one over here next to my sea monkey tank. Um, yes, I have sea monkeys. Even the glitter ones. The glitter ones are cool. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we got Avery... Uh, a make your own lava lamp thing for Christmas. Nice. And it just, it failed. Well, not really. It failed. It, oh. it didn't work. It never did what it was supposed to do. The instructions were unclear. And I'm like, okay, don't worry. I will go on Amazon and buy a lava lamp for you. Like a real one. Yeah. yeah. We'll fix this. Uh, <laughs> and so then I was like, okay, lava lamp. And uh, they have glitter lava lamps. I'm like, ah, oh, that seems like it might be kind of lame, but whatever. Got them both. Well, I've now ordered like four of them. <laughs> and um, we, we absolutely love them. Um, but I, I did have to send one back and today, actually, I had a very trying experience today. So, you know, with Amazon returns, sometimes they want you to put it in a box and slap a label on it. Sometimes they, they want you to put it in a box and leave it outside. Sometimes they tell you don't even package it, you know, repackage it. Just take it to the UPS store, show them a code. Mm -hmm. right? You know what I'm talking about? Like sometimes yep. you don't have I to did put that it in today. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you, so you, you gave them the, whatever it was plane and they put it in a box or an envelope right i'm assuming they, they just scanned okay. my coat off my phone and walked away with it 
All right. So we go to uh, drop uh, rent off to my mother-in-law, and there's a UPS store on the corner uh, of the, her road. So we pull in there before we go up there. I go into the UPS store. This is the one in Fayetteville. So it's on the corner next to a pizza shop. Yep. Um, I walk in. There are six people waiting all over the store. Uh. And a very frazzled-looking single person, a girl, um, trying to, to process stuff. Um, she's having issues. This guy is mailing uh, a box of something. And she's like, I'm confused by what you're trying to do. It's like you're trying to send it back to yourself. He's like, this is the box it came in. This address here is the return address, the person I bought it from. This is my address, the bigger one. I am sending it back to them to get a refund. And I mean, she just like didn't get it. Well, she finally gets through it, stumbles through it. And she's like, that'll be $25. He's like, what? He's like, it's a $30 part. So this guy is paying $25 to get a $30 <laughs> get refund. And he's like, that doesn't seem right. And she moved it around. It didn't look, it didn't look heavy. I mean, yeah, you can tell when somebody moves something yep. really quickly, if yep. it's got some weight to it. Uh, no way. He, and he's loud. He's loud. He's like, this doesn't seem right, but I'm just going to pay for this. Cause I've been here for 20 minutes and like, oh, 20 minutes. So he, I stood there for a good 10 minutes um, and he got done, done. The next guy goes up, he's got a big box and it's a whole other clusterfuck and she can't figure out how to, how to do it. So all in all, I, I, it, what I'm, I'm waiting there. They go through people. The lady ahead of me gets up and it's a files box return. She's like, oh, this is going to take forever. The lady's like, why? I've been here for half an hour. She's like, I have to scan every barcode on the back. It's going to be at least 20 minutes. So wow. I text Tamara and I'm like, okay, go take the rent to mom and come back and get me, right? Give me 20 minutes, right? Well, wouldn't you know it? Five minutes later. Oh, that was way faster than I thought it would be. <laughs> and Tamara's already gone. So I'm like, fine, fuck it. I, I get up there. I put the uh, the lava lamp because we got one that was cloudy and it isn't clearing up. Mm -hmm. And I just hold up the, the thing on my phone. She goes, that's a return label. You need to purchase a box or an envelope for that. I'm like, no, I don't. The instructions told me not to package it. No, you do. I'm like, no, I don't. She's, I'm like, just scan it. She's like, I'm not going to scan it. You have to buy something in order to ship it in. No. I'm like, she fucked you over. So I grabbed it and I walked out. And started walking up, I think it's Highbridge Avenue, to my mother-in-law's, trying to call my wife three, four times. Of course, she left her phone in the car. Finally, I call my mother-in-law. I'm like, yeah, you know, put your daughter on the phone. <laughs> and I told her what happened. I was so pissed. Oh, I bet. And uh, I actually almost made it there. Like Avery's like, I can't believe you walked that far. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, oh. so angry. Um, but wow, that, that really got me off um, track. But, you know, you know, interesting story, you know, maybe just package shit up just in case, because there are stupid people that work at UPS. Mm -hmm. um, the two things I am excited about. Um, number one, I finally took the plunge and uh, ordered a PSVR. Nice. Yeah. I, I used a combination of gift cards and, you know, eBay balances and all sorts of stuff and uh, managed to pull the money together to um, purchase a PSVR and some games and stuff. It's going to be about a week and a half, two weeks before it all gets here. Uh, but I'm really excited about that because I've been wanting to do that for a while. Um, the other thing I'm geeked about is I finally started investing in Bitcoin. I uh, took um, my uh, oldest daughter, Lana, uh, PayPal'd me 100 bucks for my birthday. So I, I've invested most of that into um, a few different cryptos. And I'm, it's one of those things, you know, when you find something you know is going to be your new obsession. Mm hmm. I have got it set up on my PayPal app. I can watch this like tick, 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 you know, every 10, 15 seconds watching the balances go up. I've already in 24 hours made more um, 
returns, I guess you'd call it. I've made more on that purchase than I did my, my 401k did all last year. Wow. Yeah. I'm and now I'm not it's not a lot, you know, I'm not rolling in dough or anything. I mean, my 401k made like three dollars and sixty two cents last year. You know, I know <laughs> it's it's a long term investment, but the fact that I've already made more than that in 24 hours kind of blows my mind. And if, uh, you know, things like, it, you know, if you're interested in Bitcoin, definitely go down that rabbit hole because like this, the stimulus is we keep getting are going to cause inflation on the dollar. Inflation is great because it causes Bitcoin to go up because That's... Bitcoin isn't affected by inflation. So, you know, the, the, the prospects are really good uh, for both the, uh, the near term and the uh, long-term future. And I'm not going to go crazy into that because, you know, that's, that's a, that'd be like, Hey guys, let's talk about stocks. Uh, but yeah, seriously, that, that is something everybody, I mean, you got a couple extra bucks, you should be throwing it and you can do it right within the PayPal app now. That's cool. That is cool. Might have to look into that. Yeah. yeah I mean, I why thinking, not? Just thinking the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. 10, 20 bucks. I mean, you can buy it as little as a dollar at a time. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah. It's, and it's, I just look at it this way. Maybe my 401k combined with whatever this becomes 20 years from now, wait, I'm 44, 20 years from now. I, yeah. Yeah. That's about right. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe it'll be enough for me to actually retire. I'm sure my 401k won't, uh, but I hear you. I don't know. I, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm uh, cool. now I'm, I'm constantly looking at my phone. Like I'm, we do our story time with Avery every night. I sat there. Well, I did do some other stuff, but in the hour that we read or that my wife read to her, I made like 54 cents. That's cool. Yeah. That's not, yeah. Just it's in not an hour lot, hanging out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now multiply that by 24 hours in a day and you start to see where, you know, this, this can be, you know, a pretty big deal where you can make a few. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to make me rich. I mean, the big thing is if, if you look at it where it is right now, at the beginning of the year, Bitcoin, a single Bitcoin was worth about 10 grand. It's not a single Bitcoin is now as of today worth about 40 grand. Wow. Yeah. And the reason that it's, it's accelerating like this is because of worldwide inflation and that doesn't affect Bitcoin. And it's starting to look like some big corporations have bought into it recently and they're starting to like pay employees bonuses with bitcoin and things like oh, no that kidding. yeah so it's it's starting to look like what they wanted you know it to become a worldwide currency is actually going to happen because you know it started it got big then it was kind of a lull yep. and the pandemic actually saved it it seems from what i'm reading and yeah it's not now was the actually last march was the time but you know now is the time if you have the paypal app and a couple extra bucks right something to think about Totally. How about you, Paul? What's got you geeked? Um, <clears throat> this is where we go, Corbs. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. What? I put my order in. Was it today that I texted you, Corbs? Or yesterday. was it yesterday? Yesterday. Um, just randomly, I, I was on GameStop's website, and they were having like a big sale. Um, and... <laughs> It, it was on sale for 40 bucks. So I jumped on it. It'll be delivered Tuesday. Nice. nice. Um, and then Corbs had texted me and and he was Did like, I just, yeah, I almost, I almost buy. bought it. And I said, yeah. well, guess what? <laughs> and so uh, he just went ahead and uh, ordered it too. So by next week's show, we should both uh, be on board and rolling. And uh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Decided to, I, I went actually. I was telling I was when I told Paul I went. My son wanted to go to. He got uh, 
$50 gift cards to GameStop. So he wanted to go and uh, he was looking to get uh, a game for his Switch. He he bought uh, Mario Paper Mache or something like that. Paper okay. Mario, you mean? No, no. Yeah, it's oh, like Paper Mario. Oh, yeah, it's like all, all Paper Mache. Like he's in it, but he's there's stuff he does with like Paper Mache. Like he fights the Paper Mache. I was watching him play for a little while. No I fought cool. with Paper Mache. It just falls <laughs> to pieces under my evil so, hand. So when we went there, he was like, oh, he's like, well, I don't know. I don't have enough money to get it. I mean, he had $50. It was like $55 or whatever. Um, or no, it was $59, but I had $10 in free play or f- credit there. Nice. I got coupons from when I re-signed back up a couple weeks ago. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to try to pick up a size speech. But they didn't have it. They didn't have any in stock. No store in the area had any in stock. So I'm like, well, shit. Oh. I was hoping to have have played it a little bit. So when I, we came on tonight, I would be able to play for a little. I played it for a little bit and we could talk about it. So when I got home, I texted the boss. Like, I wanted to pull the trigger and I went to get it. They didn't have it. And that's when he told me, he's like, oh, it's like Walmart and GameStop are having a sale on it. So I was just sitting there today and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and buy it. So I sat down at my computer's this morning and signed up for it and nice. I always went on Walmart and bought it. So mine'll be delivered on you. Wednesday. So good for you. Um I am proud of both of you, first of all. And this is going to be great because we can talk about it. Right. We'll um, all I, actually be playing the same game for yeah. once ever. I, I don't I don't I mean if you wanted to jump into Assassin's Creed, I, I don't know that this would have been the, the first one I would have had you jump into. Um, but it's it's amazing. I mean I think Odyssey so far, I think Odyssey is better, but only by you know a tiny little bit. And, and I think the setting might account for that. And you guys might enjoy the, uh, the Viking setting better anyway, but the, the best advice I can give you starting off is if you want to have an easy time, like you don't want to be banging your head against the wall, getting your ass kicked. I never touched a spear in Odyssey. I've never touched a spear in any game. I'm like, what spears? I'm not going to fight with fucking spears. That's stupid. Go with spears and get the dual, the heavy dual wield, uh, it's in the, uh, you'll know what I mean when you get there. It's in the the bear group of abilities, uh, the path of the bear. Get the dual weed ability because you can dual wield uh, two spears. And nice. it's it's like I'm invincible. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, they, I mean, they, they can't even get close. I mean, yeah, you still take damage and stuff and bosses are a little challenging, but I'll tell you, it's like night and day because I read about this. I'm like, all right, I'm going to switch to spears. And it was like going from, I like this game, but sometimes it's frustrating to this game's fucking awesome. Like nice. literally the second I switched good um, to know. and I'm, sh- I'm sure I passed up a few good spears on my way there, which I regret. Right. So the two main things we've gotten from Hugh on, on this game, stay in England as long as you can stay yep. in Norway as long Norway. As you're right. The Norway, starting yep. place and then dual wield spears. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be able to, to get to that dual wield skill immediately. So if you have to, to play around with something else, um, <laughs> I go for it, but don't pass up the ability to get spears, you know, get them awesome. so they're there. Um, like for instance, there is a, a shop um, when you establish your settlement, there's this little kid, his name is Retta. And he was actually in uh, Assassin's Creed origins back in Egypt. Um, guessing he must, you know, have progeria or something because he's still a little kid. Uh, but he, he, he has weapons that you can't get in other places. Uh, but he only takes a, a specific kind of currency that you can only get by finding it in the world or completing contracts for him. Now, those are fun, and you get like five opals per contract. Uh, but when I first, I, I kind of didn't do that at first, and the day I started doing it, he had a spear. 
a nice. legendary spear for sale and I had no opals because I've been <sighs> ignoring it. So, right. and now that I have enough to get it, he hasn't had a spear to, that changes every day. He hasn't had one since. So. Gotcha. Got it. Spears, opals, Norway. Yes. Spears, opals, Norway. <laughs> sounds like a new game. <laughs> hey, or guys, we're talking wanna, code. <laughs> you want to play Spears, opals, Norway? <laughs> Like uh, fuck Mary Kill, <laughs> <laughs> and then then you know Corb's like I don't know is she into it? <laughs> and goes, I'll ask her. <laughs> All right. On that note, um, I think we're going to cut to break, and when we come back. We're actually going to talk about a serious topic for once. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out with this group. That's a good point. You, you might be to, surprised. I, I'm going to have to get more alcohol. Um, but <laughs> stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in just a minute. The 4th Annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, Corbs, the news. <laughs> I think you met me. And, I um, and uh, I mean, for real, why even try? Um, I sat down to try to uh, come up with the news this week. And, you know, among some there, I mean, there are some interesting stories, you know, for instance, Green, in the Ca- Caner- or Green Arrow in the Canaries uh, is not getting picked up uh, to series. So that's dead. And there were a few other random things in the news, but. My my mind has just been completely consumed by what happened in our, our nation's capital this week. And I, I don't think I could come up with a, a cute political joke at the end of a news section, a section about things that don't really matter uh, without addressing that. And I know you had told me beforehand that Corbs wanted to discuss uh, the Capitol siege. So, I mean, I have a few notes on that, but Corbs, I'm going to throw it over to you to start the conversation. I certainly hope whatever you have to say doesn't end our friendship. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't know kind of, I mean, I know Trump called for people to, to come down and, and protest and all that stuff, but whatever happened to peaceful protesting? Why does it always have to turn violent? You know, why do we have, why do we have to storm the capital. I mean, is it really that important? Well, to get you... Go ahead. You know, what's interesting about that, and a lot of stuff is coming out today. Um, uh, a lot of alt-right um, sites tried to say that they were recognizing, oh, those those weren't Trump supporters. Those were Antifa members mm-hmm. who were inciting the violence and trying to blame it on the Trump uh, the Trump folks. But they, the problem there is that we have pictures. These people have been identified now by their social media, and they are, um, you know, Trump supporters. You know mm-hmm. that, that that's not what happened. And it, as of today, the FBI is starting an investigation because they believe that some of the Capitol Police 
and maybe some of the Congress people were actually involved in this because they now have video of them letting the protesters in, opening a door and letting them in. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is like late breaking stuff. Uh, that that's that's fucking huge because it, maybe Trump didn't actually plan this, of course, but it seems like there was some sort of coordination between um, the people that were there and some of the people that worked at the Capitol uh, who were sympathetic. And I, that, that's that's astounding. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not the kind of person. I mean, I see some people, uh, a lot of the politicians too. Oh, my heart is saddened because our capital was attacked. I have never thought about the capital and had wishy-washy feelings about it. It's a place where people make decisions that don't usually affect me. And I'm not going to say that this actually changed my feeling about that. But that day, I was riveted to the news. I had it up. I'm watching it while I'm trying to work. And and it wasn't that I felt like our democracy was under attack. I was just like. Holy shit, how does this happen? I hear my wife in the other room going, motherfucker, that's fucking bullshit. Now, Damara does not usually swear like that. Um, but I go out there and she's like, these these motherfucking motherfuckers are breaking windows. Now, yeah, somebody did get shot after this, but she's like, they're breaking yes. windows and breaking into the Capitol. If that was a Black Lives group of people, they'd all be shot. And my wife is a black woman and I, you know, she was that made her angry. And, and I, I feel like I don't have the right to talk about it because I don't, I don't have the experience that she has, but just seeing her anger. I mean, she was madder than she is at me when I get drink too much. You know, I mean, I mean, she was in, and it was something, it was deep rooted. It was kind of an anger that went all the way back to her, her childhood, you know, through every experience she's ever had, you know, as a black person in America. Um, I did see an interesting thing on uh, Twitter which, which kind of reinforces that. And, uh, you know, the girl who got shot, her name was Ashley uh, uh, Babbitt. And uh, you, you guys did know, I mean, what an awful thing, you know, to get shot, to die, and then have your titty on live television. You caught that, right? No. Oh, no. The, 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 the paramedics took her shirt off to try to do CPR. And, oh, yeah, the, the picture is all – I mean, the people on 4chan are talking about, hey, can you give me that picture so I can, you know, jack off to it? Oh, my um, God. It's, it's disgusting. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the, what I saw today on Twitter is, uh, and I'm I'm sort of paraphrasing this. Why are we highlighting Ashley Babbitt as a veteran and not highlighting her criminal record and restraining orders? Or does that only apply to people of color? And I was right. like, holy shit! Not that that stuff shouldn't matter, but they're absolutely right. If I mean, she has a criminal record. George Floyd had a criminal record. Okay, I'm not going to say who was worse, but they both died, mm -hmm. and police killed them both. And with her, we're not even talking about that. Whereas with him, it was like, well, you know, he, he did some porn. He was on drugs. He was all that. Anything to make it seem like, oh, his life didn't matter. It's okay that he died. It certainly shows a ridiculous double standard. Oh, totally. And especially with the circumstances between the two of them. She was invading, like, sacred government ground. Yeah. She, she deserved to be shot. I actually, I, I said it. I'm saying it. you okay, may disagree you, with me, but that's well, that's no. me. Well, here, here's the thing. A lot of, <clears throat> a lot of liberals are, are saying that. They're like, oh, good. I'm glad she died. And then the, the other side is calling us out saying, oh, you're all about peace, but now you're, you're just as bad. I, I don't want to get drawn into that conversation because do I think, I mean, she was looking in a broken window. If you saw that window, there's no fucking way she was going to crawl through it. It wasn't big enough. I'm not sure why they shot her, uh, I don't think anybody should have gotten shot that day. Beat her ass. Hell yeah. I'm all for that. 
Uh, but I, did she deserve it? Man, dude, I don't know. I don't think anybody deserved to get shot. I, I wanted to see more of them get shot. I'm not. I mean, I am okay. not gonna lie. If if okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna play it that way, I will accept that as you know. If if it was black people doing that, they all would have been shot. Then I'm okay. Would have been yes. Yeah, but in this particular situation, yes, you know, it was an escalating situation. But she was not presenting a danger to anybody. I don't want to say she deserved to get shot. She deserved to get arrested and put in jail, and you know, fines or ten years in jail or whatever. Uh, I there. I'm sure that there were other people who seemed like that. I mean, the dude with the fucking horns and the fur coat and the face paint. I would have shot that motherfucker the second he walked in. Right. <laughs> I mean, she was just looking at a broken window. So see, that wasn't the report I had heard. I also have not seen the video. Okay. Well, I didn't well, see I mean, that video. There, there's a lot of misinformation. So what, tell me what you heard. I had heard that she had she had been coming through the the broken out window, like, and was had been told basically to stay back, stay back, stay back, and then pop up. Okay. I didn't see the video. Well, the, the video that I did see, um, you don't really get to see that part. It basically is that you don't even hear the pop. You just see somebody fall and it's, it's on the inside. And I'm only going based on what I've seen from the pictures outside. It didn't look like anybody could crawl through that window. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but, but that's, yeah, to me, I was kind of like, you know, I, I don't want to feel awful that this happened because they were doing something illegal, but at the same time, I mean, why did that guy think she was a threat? I mean, it looked like right. those windows. There were, there were like it was like a decorative window, and they were like, "Oh, I got you." This big all over. I'm like, I, "You're safe. Point the gun at him. Tell him to stop." But I mean, until they start breaking out the the molding of the window, you're not in any danger. Hmm. Okay, I have to but run I, down the videos. That, I, pers- perspective, you know, could be different though. That's that's just what it looked like to right. me. Right. Um, you, you heard about the other guy? Oh, well, there's several people that died, but the other guy that had a Five. heart attack. Um, I thought it was interesting. I saw that Kevin Greason. He's one of the uh, supporters, the Trump supporters that died. Apparently, it turns out he tasered himself in the balls and triggered a heart attack. Darwin Award. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that's what I'm hearing. Um, I, I was able to verify parts of that, but news outlets aren't going to tell you that he tasered himself in the nuts. Uh, right. It was definitely confirmed that he tasered himself accidentally and triggered a heart attack. Uh, yeah, Darwin Award all the way. Well, did you also see the video of the woman, uh, another Trump supporter, another insurrectionist, um, who insisted that she got uh, maced in the face, kept rubbing rubbing her face with, with, with a towel, and they found out she had a sliced onion in her hand oh, in the towel and was rubbing it in her face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah. These fucking psychopaths. You know, we've been talking, Corbs. I, I wanted to give you a chance to jump in here because Paul and I are kind of not not. No, that's that's perfectly also. fine. I mean, just listening to some of this because my son is not real big on on watching the news. He he's very it's unnerving for kids that age. It, it is, and I mean, he my, my son. Don't get me wrong, love my son, would do anything for him. But since last March, he has been one of the biggest components of not really doing anything. Like he will just, we basically just stay in. We don't go out. He's, he doesn't get his hair cut. Now he likes his hair a little longer now, but he's, he's afraid just to go out period because he's afraid, you know, my, I have some health issues. Mom's got some health issues. My brother's got some health issues. My dad's got health issues, you know? So he's very cognizant of all that stuff. So, you know, it, when we sit down and have dinner at night, when me, him, and my mom have dinner at night, you know, normally sometimes we'll sit with the TV on in the background, 
Mm-hmm. My mom likes to listen to the news, but we have to turn off the news because he it's doesn't upsetting. like what he, he doesn't like what he hears. Oh yeah. So we, you know, we we turn on like you know if we leave the TV on, we'll turn on like we've been watching a show called America Says on the Game Show Network. So we'll put that on at about six thirty at night. She likes to watch the evening news with David Muir. So, hometown so boy. I don't really get a chance to right. watch you know, hometown boy. <laughs> so you know we don't really get a chance to watch them. so you guys saying some of these things i i haven't seen any of this stuff i don't get on uh-huh. social media all that much so i'm not really getting all this stuff i mean you know my buddies and i have been joking about it you know that the simpsons got it right the horn guy yes the horn guy <laughs> jeff and i at springfield yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know time has come some of that but i mean just just to hear you know it, it's almost to me like some of the people were there just to, to be there and then to try to get in all essence, you know, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm over reading it, but they're going to go back and sue somebody because of this. And they're going to, you know, they want to make money off of this. I wouldn't be surprised. No. I, no, I no, that, that's society now though. But I, I don't think they have a leg to stand on with all the social media and everything. No, no. right. Fuck those fuckers. Well, you, 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 the worst thing that happened this week should have been Alex Trebek's last episode of Jeopardy. That should have been that the should thing have been that the made big news. Yeah. yeah, should have been the big news. Um, I, I, it, I'm glad you said that you haven't been watching Corbs because maybe we can kind of give you a bit of a timeline um, to help you you understand why there's such outrage. Um, because prior to this thing, Trump held a uh, a rally, you know, across the plaza, and right. he was saying, you know, yeah, I don't have a, a transcript in front of me, but you know, it was very. I don't. He didn't say go attack the Capitol. He was saying we're going to fight. You know, go over there, make your voice heard. He said it all in veiled things. The guy's been through how many lawsuits? He's not going to say anything that's going to get him sued. But he knew exactly what he was saying. Yeah, right? there, there's no way he didn't know what he was saying. He's, I mean, this this whole thing started when he came out and said if i don't win the election then it must be rigged he started planting the seeds of it being a rigged election months, months before and months election. ago yeah yeah right. and, and he did that on purpose because he knew if he won he could say we beat them even though they cheated if he lost he could say they cheated now i don't know if he actually thought he was going to be able to overturn something but months ago when he put this plan into motion the idea was to make his people believe that the election had been stolen and everything that's come out from him since then and from his lawyers and everything i mean i say the bottom line is this and i think i've said it before on this program if there was fraud, people should be prosecuted. And if he is the legitimate winner, I will accept that as you know the outcome of our election. You know, as much as I, I hate him, I will absolutely accept it if he legitimately won. Out of all those lawsuits, I mean, come on, if there was anything really there, you know, I mean, this man doesn't censor himself. He says what's on his mind. It would be out there. They wouldn't be going to court saying, hey, we're bringing all this fraud. And then the judge says, so you're alleging there was fraud. And they go, well, no, we're not. Yeah, that's because they they can't prove anything. Absolutely no proof. Irregularities were found, but those are the same irregularities that are found in every election. And yes, should something be done about these irregularities and these fuck ups? Absolutely. But you know what? They they proved throughout all this that if they overturn all of the alleg- irregularities they found, doesn't change a fucking thing. Yeah. Joe Biden so, still won. So yep. w- what we end up with is a, a president that is is basically been lying. I mean, maybe he, he didn't want sedition. Maybe he thought it was a game. But the end result is the lies he told 
uh, ended up with a, an attack on our nation's capital. And I absolutely think that he, he should be held responsible for that. Um, no political leader in American history has ever been this irresponsible. And yes, of course, I don't like Trump. So I'm going to say, yes, you know, we should do whatever we can to punish him, whatever. But in this particular case, I mean, you look at his own party. I watched Mitch McConnell's speech when they, they came back from the break and Mitch McConnell saying, yeah, you know, we need to stop this. He said, America can't survive divided like this, recognizing that this isn't just Democrats and Republicans anymore. And, and I say this without meaning any ill will toward the people that support Trump. Um, because they've been twisted up by his lies, but it's Democrats versus fucking crazy. Um, completely detached from reality, crazy. And yes. even he realizes that we can't do that anymore. And he asked his fellow um, Congress members to stop objecting to this. Mitch McConnell, Grim Reaper McConnell, saying, "Yeah, let's just you know uh, let Biden be president." He won. He actually came out and said. This was not a close election. This wasn't even remotely close. Mitch McConnell said it wasn't even remotely close. Let that sink in. If you know who Mitch McConnell is, that's a big fucking deal. It is Follow a big deal because yeah. he's one of the biggest scumbags out there. Yeah. And and he... he, he and he's finally and, conceding. And, and, said, and, Look. and he was even saying they shouldn't object before the riots happened. Yes, before it happened. Yeah, he was the only one. Now, now Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz both gave some very emotional speeches afterwards. After. Yeah, after this all happened, they were the ones that were going to object to everything. Oh, I, I, have, it, I have the list of the senators who did object, who I also feel should be held responsible for this because they were stoking these flames, especially Ted Cruz, that while the, the, the siege was going on, was tweeting about, we're not going to stand down. We're going to, I don't have the exact same thing, but I, I saw the fight between him and um, um, Ocasio. Ocasio? Yeah. Today. Um, but the, the, this list that I'm about to give, sorry, sorry to slow your roll, but I'm getting pissed off now. Okay. Um, th this is the list of the ones who objected and who helped spur this on. Okay. Josh Hawley from Missouri, Ted Cruz from Texas, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama, Roger Marshall from Kansas, John Kennedy, which disgusts me that that fucking name is being brought up from Louisiana and Cindy Hyde Smith from Mississippi. I hold all of these people responsible. And I, I see there's been, there's been calls for Ted Cruz to resign because he was one of the worst out of all of them. Believe it or not, I don't ag I don't agree with you there, and and I'll tell you why. Going into it, I think that they planned to object, and it was solely to save face because they knew Trump wasn't going to end up being president, but they were going to need his base in order to get reelected. And maybe, you know, in Ted Cruz's wrong. place, maybe he's looking for a presidential run. I, I think that they just thought it was, it was symbolic. They knew it was bullshit, but the idea was at the very least they could go back to their home States and people were like, yeah, you fought for us. They didn't think this was going to happen. Okay. While I do think that something was planned, it was planned probably between the proud boys and the leaders of some of those groups and the, uh, the Capitol police who were sympathetic to their cause. I don't think um, Trump was directly involved in that. He's responsible, but I don't think he, he directed anyone to do that. I don't think any, any of the senators thought that would happen because really, no, 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 no. What, would you do that th knowing that they were going to attack the building you're in? Right. Probably. No, and I agree with that. They didn't think this was going to happen, yeah. but their irresponsibility helped facilitate it. They, they could be censured, but you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how much blame because you, you look at how they reacted afterwards and clearly, I mean, they were all shaken. Yep. Um, but if you want to talk about who, who responsibility, I guess. Um, are you aware, and this is another new thing, that um, Trump was calling Tommy Tuberville 
during the lockdown, during the, the, the siege, to talk to him about trying to get them to delay the vote. Both Trump called him and Rudy Giuliani called him. And we only know this because they had the wrong number. Of course, they had the wrong number on file. They ended up calling a different congressman who gave their phone to Tommy Tuberville. And they left messages, too. And the idea was, hey, we need time for these legislators to get us information. So please, can you can you push this, you know, um, reject the votes? We need to find a way to delay this until tomorrow. This is while people are breaking into the Capitol. He's making phone calls to try to get them to object further. Wow. In, in the due uh, process says they only have two hours to deliberate it. Correct. And they they. In, in the voicemail, they said, I, I, I know you guys are going to reconvene at 8 a.m. or 8, not 8 a.m., 8, 8 p.m. Uh, you know, pl- if you can find a way to delay things, please do. Um, incredibly inappropriate, given oh, what had just happened. Okay. I mean, this, this, I mean, he came out today and said, we sent the, the, I sent the National Guard to help. Well, we know for a fact he didn't do that. He actually he rejected it. Pence did it. Yeah. And, you know, who thought Pence would come out, you know, looking like, you know, a, a decent person out of this, getting a fist bump from Nancy Pelosi, of all people, right. not a fist bump, an elbow bump. Um, it's insane. It's almost like, you know, the, the, all the other great villains of this, this story, except for Trump, came out like heroes. That tells you how bad the villain is. Right. And you, you see that all the rats jump and ship. You see all the resignations that are happening. Oh, yeah. Because they see that there's no there's no further fight. It's over, and they need to get the fuck out while they can. I was very happy today to see that Betsy DeVos was was yes. Get that stupid bitch away from any kind of decision making. At least about education. I mean, you yes. should make decisions about things you know about. <sighs> you know, I'm hoping that means we'll finally get more money to our schools who need it. You know, I mean, right. I'm I mean, just it's... hoping this shit goes back on track. Like everything that was undone by this clusterfuck of an administration gets fixed. And it's yeah. going to take time. But I mean, well, there's, there's already some, some issues going on. For instance, you know, Biden said, you know, he's going to, you know, finish the, the stimulus payouts. Um, well, there's already a roadblock to that because one of the democratic senators has said he will not approve any more payments. He's a, um, a, a moderate Democrat. I, I don't know what state he was from, uh, but yeah, we have control of, of everything now, but we really don't because there's still people who can disagree and mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not, it's not locked. You know, we, we have that one extra vote, you know, with uh, the vice president being able to break any ties, uh, but, but that's tenuous. Um, I was watching uh, Biden's speech about the people he was uh, going to be appointing to cabinets. And I was like really happy to see he's appointing people to, to positions that they fucking know about. Right, and they can actually do something with, it, and they're not being put there to destroy it. Uh, but he talked about Bernie Sanders and how he really wishes he could put Bernie Sanders in his cabinet because he thinks that you know he is the best guy for just about any job. But he said Bernie and I both agree that our majority needs to remain. And if Bernie took a cabinet position, there's so an election. Yep. Yeah, and you know a Republican could get in there, and there the majority's gone. So Bernie Sanders, the man who's best for our country. I mean, for fuck's sake, is not taking the bigger job. He is staying in the trenches to make sure that we can still get legislation done. And I mean that, and that, that was a, a decision they both made. That's huge. That that it just is. speaks to to everything we've thought about Bernie. You know what a good guy he is. Definitely not worried about his own personal star or his own personal recognition. 
Sorry, Corbs. No, it's fine. <laughs> so, so g- give us give us your your position on all this now that we we've given you a lot of the the background details. I swear to God, if he says Trump twenty twenty four, I'm driving to his house and slapping him. Well, you better start on the way over then. <laughs> Send me his address. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. If if I know that you've said in the past, you know you you've actually taken a very uh, a logical and diplomatic position when we've talked about Trump. We had that one night where we were all there way too late and we talked about it. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, I, it doesn't sound like you have any personal experience. I, I don't want to say personal experience. It's different for me being married to a black woman. It's different for me being the father of disabled kids and the brother of disabled siblings. Right. Um, I have a different perspective than you do. And I'm sure Paul has a different perspective than I do. Um, please, I, I am curious and I won't stop being your friend no matter what you say. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say that. I mean, I don't think that Trump did a bad job for over the entire four years. He didn't do a great job. Did he fuck up? Yes, he did. Should he have stayed off social media? Of course he should have. He should have just kind of minded his own business, done what every other president did just run the country, stop inciting people, stop getting out on social media and, and whatnot. Um, my big thing is, is everybody's talking about Biden's going to do great things for this country. If he does great, if he doesn't, are you going to sit back and say, Oh, well we screwed up and he didn't do a great job. That's my big thing in four years. If he doesn't do a good job in four years, I'm not saying that he's not going to do it. I'm not saying that, that Trump did a bad job. I'm not saying he did a great job. The country was in shit when he took over. There wasn't, I mean, did he handle things poorly? He sure did. Did he handle the virus poorly? No doubt in my mind he did. But on the same token, if shit doesn't change in the next four years, are we going to go back and say four years ago, maybe we did make the wrong decision? Well, let me respond to that then. Yeah. Um, do you believe um, with what you know about Joe Biden, that he is going to go out of his way to divide the country, um, no. to destroy environmental protections, to take, you, you know who he put in charge of the Small Business Administration, right? Do you know who did that? Who, who runs that? No. Lin, Linda McMahon, Vince McMahon's wife, Vince McMahon of the WWE, the right. company that went around gobbling up small companies. Businesses. Right, right there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if you look at it, I mean, the person running the EPA was a guy that was a form, former um, CEO or lawyer for uh, like ExxonMobil. So, of course, that guy's retirement is tied up in oil futures. That's why we're drilling on protected Alaskan land now, because he said, oh, you're in charge of us not fucking up the land here. I'm going to give you this job so you can fuck up the land and make more money for your former employers. And if you look at all the people he put in positions that's what it was every time he talked about the swamp. You know, people say, Oh, he is the swamp monster. It's worse than that. He said, I'm going to drain the swamp. And if he did that, it would have been a good thing. What he did was make what was already in place, which was bad 10 times worse. People who were, who were not Betsy DeVos, the secretary of education, you know what her big push was defund public schools and push everybody into private, private schools. That's the worst thing you can do for the education system. Um, and so I don't, do I think the, the country is going to be appreciably better four years from now? I think it probably is. Do I think it's going to be a lot better? 
I, maybe, you know, if the right decisions are made, I think there definitely could be an improvement. We have a lot of catching up to do and fixing the things that were, were destroyed over the right. past four years. So when you say, you know, he did an okay job, um, I would challenge you to point out to me where he did an okay job because it seems to me from day one, he didn't take it seriously. He thought he could do anything he wanted. And it's clear that he was setting himself up for a post-presidency life by doing all those favors for all those big corporations because they, they all now owe him. I, I don't, I don't see a single thing that he did for the regular Americans and, and maybe I'm wrong, but I follow this shit pretty closely. See, and, 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 and I don't, I'm not very, I don't, I don't watch the news. I'm not very political. I mean, every four years I vote because that's my enable. It's my right to vote. Absolutely. So I do. I do vote only because my grandfather fought. Both my grandfathers fought in the war, in World War II. So I vote just for that reason. It's it's to me it doesn't it doesn't have any. I don't really. Why I don't vote because, you know, I I have a say. I listen to a little bit of the news, or whatever, and then I just vote on who I think might do a better job. Yeah. So to be honest with you, am I political? Uh, not in, not at all. I don't follow I don't follow any political news. I didn't watch anything leading up to it. Mm. Anything, I didn't watch any news reports. I didn't watch any of the debates because the way I looked at it was. No matter who was going to lead the country in the next four years, we were fucked either way. Probably. Uh, I think that what you generally see is it used to be both sides did the same thing. They promised you things when they got elected. They delivered most of it, and they spent the rest of their time making money for their friends. And that that was what we accepted politics was. Uh, In the past, uh, I don't know, 15 years, uh, it's kind of changed. And I – and. You can't say both sides are the same. That's a false equivalency. But the Republicans, well, let me let me rephrase that. The Democrats, yes, they're promising things. They're probably still going to make money for the other people. But the things they're promising and the things they're delivering on are basically things that are equal rights for everybody of all sex, color, race, whatever. They're tr- They're trying to improve things. They're pushing us towards that Star Trek future. Yes, they could push us further if they weren't worried about getting some sweetheart deals here and there and making money for their people, but every politician does that. But their general drive is to make things better for the average American. The Republican side, since Mitch McConnell has been you know, in charge, it's been, oh, we're going to do whatever we want. We're going to make money and tell you we're not. They're, they're not even like trying to, to make it look like they're doing that. Yeah, they, they're just doing whatever they want. And then they're saying, oh, the Democrats are lying. I mean, they're, they're, they're t- saying that Democrats are all child porn, devil worshiping, baby eating. I mean, you've, you've heard that stuff in the news. Literally, mm-hmm. these QAnon people that stormed the Capitol, that's what they believe. They believe that me, a Democrat, um, I watch child porn, I eat babies, and I'm satanic. Okay? And socialism is evil. And right. it's it's they say, oh, well, you guys are just as bad because we say you're crazy. Well, that's because you fucking are. Holy <laughs> crap. I mean, you can be a decent centrist Republican or Democrat. You can be a good person and believe in conservative values. There's nothing wrong with that. This shit is fucking crazy. Okay? To believe that every single Democrat, every single big um. Democrat uh, politician is somehow involved in Jeffrey Epstein's 
you know, right. great. And, and you know what? That's not even child porn. That's hebophilia. That's liking girls that are young, but still have um, secondary sex characteristics. So they look like women. Yes. Is it bad? Yes. Is it illegal? Of course. But holy crap, it's not the same thing as fucking a three-year-old. Okay. Sure. Right. Uh, and, and just even accusing people of that. I mean, come on. Either of you, if you were single, you had no attachments and some girl came up to you and was like, hey, you know, she's super hot. And she was like, we're not going to say illegal age. She was 18. She's legal. We're older guys. We shouldn't want to fuck that. But are you going to turn it down in a bar? Of right. course not. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's insane the things that they are saying. You know, it, it boggles my mind that people – I have a friend of mine. It's actually the wife of a, a really, really formerly close friend of mine best man in my first wedding kind of close um, guitarist in a band I was in for 10 years and his shit's crazy too. But she literally posts on a daily basis about how all these Democrat pedophiles are going to come for your children. You know, what are you going to do when they come for your grandchildren? You know, thanks for bo- voting Biden. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Do you really believe that? But that's the narrative that the right side has been pushing. Holy crap, dude. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? If if somebody even looked at one of my daughters sideways, I'd fucking put my fist down their throat. You know, yep. it, it's it's insane. We we share we have that in common, but they've actually twisted people to the point where they they don't just think we're the other side. They don't just think we're evil. They think we are the epitome of evil. Yeah, I mean, they and, think and, we're all monsters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, crap. I mean, Paul, you're you're kind of a monster, but very uh, true. I'm, I, I'm all right. I've accepted this. Like I have embraced it. But you know that that's by by not being political. I mean, good for you. You're not stressed out about it. But but that's the reality we're living in. You know, I mean, Paul seems like he's all fuck Republicans. I'm trying to recognize that. Yes, there are not everybody. You know, the extremes aren't the uh, what we really are. And you know, some people are decent, but you don't see the the, the Democrats. I mean, we we say. What they're saying is fucking crazy. They're crazy. We're not saying they're they're fucking donkeys. We're not right. saying that they're you know doing lines of coax off the the open beating hearts of dead babies or anything ridiculous. Just like what they're saying we do. It's it's bizarre, and that's taken hold in the past fifteen years. That's become the narrative, and that's those people that storm the Capitol. That's what they legitimately believe. How the fuck did we did reality get so twisted that that actually happened? Oh, I don't disagree with that. I, I don't disagree with that. One, how did we get to the, how do we get to this point in, in our, in 15 years, how do we get to a point where you can't trust a person? Right. I mean, you're, 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 you're not even looking at people the right way anymore. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you could walk down the street and you could talk to anybody. Nowadays, yeah. you look at somebody the wrong way. And you could be shot. Exactly. And it doesn't yep. matter if you're black, white, red, green, doesn't matter. It's just, that's the way people think nowadays. Everybody thinks that whoever comes up to them is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Where 20 you look years sideways ago, at everybody now. Yeah. yeah 20 oh, years yeah. ago, there wasn't, there, there was never that issue. You never had an issue where, you know, you couldn't walk down the street and not feel like you were going to get shot. Right. Case in so, point today, um, Aaron, who co-hosts with me on This Week in Geek, took his dog for a walk in his neighborhood. He's got a husky um went like a street over or something woman standing in her driveway pulled out pepper spray because she quote thought the dog was a wolf and was threatening to pepper spray him and the dog just for walking down the street see that's crazy 
That's 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 insane. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why that's, that's why I don't ever leave my fucking apartment. You shouldn't. Uh, and all I, my I, stuff's here. Why do I want to leave? I, I, I'm a I, I'm afraid to go to the goddamn grocery store because the Rona. Not even that. Well, I'm afraid I'm going to go in there. Somebody's going to walk in and start shooting the place up. So because, I, oh, sorry. Because they, they just maybe they they feel that somebody in there wronged them in some way. I mean, it it's just the world has gone to a dark place. Definitely. I, I agree. And I, I do believe that while the Democrats aren't maybe the answer to everything, I do think they're trying to push the world in the right direction. And, I hope so. And we, we need more of that. At the very least, they're saying, and if you look at the new generation, like AOC and um, uh, uh, Tabby, uh, I forget her, her last name, but the, the party seems to realize that they have a younger generation who is really pushing hard. I mean, you look, everyone said AOC, you know, flash in the pan. She got voted. On. All of that, the four or the five, whatever the, the group they call it, all mm-hmm. got reelected. I mean, they, they are forced to be reckoned with, and they're actually pulling the Democratic Party in a direction to where it, it's going to be focused on social change. And uh, I, I think that, well, we're going to have growing pains regardless. That is the right direction. Okay, are we going to maybe let too many immigrants in? Are we going to maybe, you know, not really push people to get off food stamps and things like that? All the things the alt-right bitch is about. Yeah, we're we're not going to quite get it right. But you know what? The answer to those questions isn't building a fucking wall and killing all the black people. All right. I I know that for sure. I'm positive about that. You know, let's move in the right direction. Let's check the notes. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. adjust things and we go as we go let me leave you with two things um number one i was concerned that maybe we shouldn't bother impeaching him because there's two weeks left saw this on facebook for those wondering if it's worth impeaching him this time it means one he loses his 200k pension for the rest of his life loses his one million dollar a year travel allowance loses his lifetime full secret service secret service detail and loses his ability to run in 2024 i understand that now the other thing i saw today was this trump because of uh, because of Trump, what he's done, the GOP has lost the presidency, the House, the Senate. Holy fucking shit, he did it. He made America great again. I saw oh, that tweet. Yes. <laughs> the break. All right, guys. Um, we're gonna go to break. Uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna lighten things back up. Go back into our normal stuff. But this is just something that we couldn't let an episode go by without touching discuss. on and discuss. Yeah. So, um. After the break, we're going to come back into um, probably going to be one of my favorite Corb's classic movie reviews. This is a huge one for me, guys. We're going to talk about Highlander. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right, and we'll see you soon. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19.
and we are back. And uh, I hear Corbs, you have something you want to talk to us about that's a, a bit more lighthearted than the past segment. Yeah, well, after after that uh, that last little bit, I think we need to go uh, a little lighthearted, a little old school. Um, back to uh, dick and fart jokes. <laughs> I'm going to go back to eating the summer sausage. So, you guys, knock yourselves. <laughs> like off. I said, dick jokes. There we go. <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ. laughs> There it is. And a knife. I, I, I'm pretty sure you just menaced us. Is that... <laughs> next he's going <gonna, laughs> to throw on his fucking bullhorn hat. And <laughs> well, dude, dude, you, you know what? We sit here, we record the show and drink a ton of beers. Holy crap, I need to eat something. I hear you. It helps, it helps I, soak in the alcohol. I, I was offered pizza rolls on the last break. I'm not going to lie. I, I you know, the, the, the last episode we did... The next day, my wife's like, you know, first of all, she was mad at me because I, I didn't tell her that we were recording late and I didn't know we got out of hand. It happens. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Um, but she's like, so I finally went to bed and then you open the door and in walks the brewery. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I, I need oh. to eat some food so that, you know, things aren't quite as bad. Go ahead, <laughs> Corbs. All right. So we're going to discuss the movie I picked this week and it's kind of a last minute uh pick i told paul about it this morning <laughs> again with the text messages <laughs> i texted like him last prepared. night i texted him last night i'm like dude you got to give me a heads up i need to find the old fucking review come on <laughs> and then all of a sudden yeah. i get i'm doing highlander oh, wait a couple beats oh wait you know what do we review <laughs> all right so again like paul said i'm gonna review uh highlander we released in 1986 kind of going with my uh 80s movie theme here um, stars Christopher Lambert, Sean Connery, and uh, Clance Brown as the villain. Clancy. Clancy Brown. Clancy. Sorry, my bad. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> Fuck you, guys you can, Corbs. You guys can beat the shit out of me later. Uh, so, so movie is kind of a fantasy action with comedy thrown in. I'm sure you guys have all seen it. Um, basically, plot really is a, an immortal race that's been on Earth apparently since before. Um, since before the beginning of time, before the before Christ was born, um, in the movie Ramirez, played by Sean Connery, apparently he was born in 1896 BC. If you all know BC is before Christ. Main character. So you just Armor. totally changed my view of life. I did not know that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Uh, he was born in 1859s in the Highland of Scotland. So I mean, it it they're kind of these people are kind of scattered all over each other. They, and the, the whole thing of it is, is they have to they fight each other uh, with swords, medals, um, to a certain point, ending point. I guess it's called the quickening, which it leads into the second movie, obviously. Um, oh, and okay. the way, yeah, the second movie is horrible. We won't go there. But the only way that they can die is they've got to be beheaded basically head removed from body um beginning the movie which you know i i find funny because it had wrestling in it had the free birds in it <laughs> yes <laughs> um connor's John fighting man in, in a parking garage in new york city blah 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 wins cuts his head off yada 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 which swords um, materialize out of nowhere seriously i mean you just walking around town with a fucking that's sword a big gray trench coat come on yeah, and, but, but sometimes at, they if, aren't. If, like I believe there's a scene where he's coat, without, the, sword yeah. than, the sword is longer than the trench coat. 
Yes, they're pulling them out of their ass. That's one of the abilities of the uh, immortals is you can hide a fucking sword in your anus. Either that or they were in prison and they learned how to hide these things. <laughs> um, the movie itself is, I, I, I love the movie. Uh, it's a great movie. Um, they flash back between real life and the past. The cut, the cut scenes are fantastic. They blend well in the movie. Um, you know, shows how Connor, you know, how Connor realizes he, he's immortal in the beginning. He's in a battle, gets stabbed, dies. The in Kurgan. His... Yes, Kurgan. Relax, I'm getting to him. Well, no, he's the he one real... that stabs him, right? Right. Yeah, he's you, the villain. Relax. You do you realize you're lucky I'm not throwing quotes at you, at you as you do this, just so you know. <laughs> well, that's fine. Um, so, I mean, obviously, he, he's killed in the beginning battle um, by the other immortal, uh, Kurgan. Um. He comes obviously comes back to life. His whole clan doesn't understand it. They kick him out. He lives in the hills with his first love, first and only love. I found out as I kind of watched the movie again today and kind of was looking more at the movie until you watch the rest of the movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then they start to pile up. <laughs> they do. They they've been piling up lately. Um. So you know, obviously cutting back and forth or whatever. Um, Connor has ends up in New York City. In, the, in 1980, um, falls for another woman. First woman he's fallen in love with since his wife in the beginning of the movie, Heather, um, because Ramirez told him, you know, basically don't fall in love. He felt he's been alive since, you know, before Christ, and he's fallen in love three times. You know, stuff like that. Um, the girl that he falls in love with, Brenda, she works for the NYPD in the forensics lab. She finds pieces of his sword. That's how she gets in kind of in touch with him they obviously fall in love always got to be a love story in every movie i don't understand why but apparently that makes for better movies um in the 80s in the 80s true um and pro wrestling (laughs) kiergan obviously um played by brown um i think he steals the he steals the movie oh my god as i watched it again he every scene he's in he's intense you hate him you love him. You want him to die. You know, I, I have just, something to say. <laughs> I knew it's this better was to burn out than to fade away. Uh, I was right. going to say the church scene. Yes, that's, that's that's one of my things. There's two great quotes from that movie. That's one of them. The other one is, there can be only one. That's what There's, they all say to each other before yes. they chop their heads off. There can be only one. Obviously, they die in lightning show and all that's heavy yes. horseshit. Lifted um, into the air. Lifted into the air, spun the around, end. whatever, you know, sparks fly out of their hands and ass and all that stuff. Um <laughs> Jim, sparklers up their ass. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um music in it, fantastic. Great music. Queen's got the theme song in it. That, no, had, they did they did the whole, the sound, whole soundtrack, which I own. The, the, it's an album. It's called It's a Kind of Magic. I yes. But yeah, I mean the music in it's great. Spawned three sequels, five movies altogether. Yeah, shut your pie hole. Shut your pie hole. Three direct sequels. Okay, three off of the original movie. Then the TV series came out. Oh, and And then the TV series with Aaron Paul, Adrian Paul. Sorry, Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul. Adrian Paul ran for six years, and then they did a movie that combined the TV series and. The movies, mm-hmm. and then they had another movie that came out that kind of was after that, and then they had animated series, 
stuff like that. So, you know, in my mind, it's out of five, I would give it four and a half stars. But now so, you're for, you're forgetting the local connection with yes. that movie. One of his characters is born Russell, the Russell Nash character, yeah. which he goes by, supposedly born in Syracuse, New York, which yes. is there. Yeah, they show the birth certificate with Syracuse, New York on it. I remember that. I was that was kind of one of the reasons why I was going to, you know, mention it was because it has a local connection to Syracuse, New York. So, but and, and again, I got to draw attention because he was waiting patiently over there. He, he has did. he has the replica sword, and is that the Adrian Paul? version well well the adrian remember uh connor gave adrian uh his sword he get connor yep. gave uh, duncan his sword in the uh first episode of uh, the tv show i believe it was um this it definitely wasn't rep- the first episode because i just rewatched that literally like a sure? week ago yeah he did give him his sword this is a replica it's there is the official replica that's like four hundred dollars <laughs> this is the knockoff replica it is a, a very similar mold but they did paint the handle i've actually um, thought about finding a way to remove the paint but regardless i mean you know what i love highlander and this didn't cost four hundred dollars and other than that it is a full tang battle ready sword i mean this this is like the real deal this thing is that sharpened oh fuck yeah Be careful yeah <laughs> yeah it is because those things are no fucking joke when they're sharp yeah so it was just when you said he was uh, reviewing highlander i was like oh shit i yeah, you I, ran and got I, it on the break no dude it's right next to oh, me nice. I, nice I keep it right next to my uh my lightsaber it's literally okay i'm Perfect. putting it back okay this is me putting it back putting it where it belongs there you go <laughs> okay it's back um so clearly everyone on this on this this program huge fan huge love it you guys know that um when they filmed this movie um christopher lambert was struggling with learning the English language. Didn't know that, but I do know he's blind. Or what? Almost complete. He's almost completely blind. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That's no. Not but like just now, like in general, in life. He's oh no! Blind. Shit. Yeah. That like the, the the sword fights and everything. The people that were fighting with him were scared shitless because he <laughs> needs like super <laughs> thick glasses. He's got like imagine my glasses, but like with big boxes. Like if it was like a Google cardboard. Thing. Wow! Yeah. He, I did not like, know that. I didn't know that. That's super, pretty super excellent. That's, that makes that, that makes that even more amazing. Yeah, he had to work really hard to not kill people. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow. Now, um, now I know I know that the real review of this is going because I I've read Roger Ebert's review of this movie and it's not good. No, I and I couldn't find Roger Ebert's. I found okay. Gene Siskel's. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, the headline for it is Highlander Takes Low Road of Superhero Violence by Gene Siskel, March 10th, 1986. Okay. Now, like I said, we're all big fans, so this is going to hurt a little bit, guys. About halfway through the violent fantasy adventure Highlander, one character talks about how it was the custom during ancient times to throw babies into a pit of hungry dogs. Well... There were more than a few times during this hyperviolent film in which I felt as if I were a baby being thrown to a dog of a movie. Because the film involves a slow, shaggy dog story about a bunch of immortal warriors battling to the death over the course of five centuries, right up to the present. I had plenty of time to consider my reaction to the violence in this film. 
This was now the second film in as many weeks, counting The Hitcher, in which I knew that if I had been a regular paying customer, I would have walked out of the film early, feeling personally abused. <laughs> there are at least four decapitations during the film, duh. And I don't know about you, but my limit always has been three. No, okay. <laughs> we could have doubled it at least. <laughs> I can't Maybe that you actually said <laughs> Maybe that's why 20th Century Fox, in an unusual move last week, refused to pre-screen the movie for critics. Apparently, they wanted to prevent us from giving you the word on Friday that Highlander was a horror. Sorry, all your weekend sucker, all you weekend suckers. But as the film unreeled after a couple of striking opening images, I initially wondered whether maybe I had somehow changed over the years. And now, at age 40, so at this point, he was our age, guys couldn't stomach violence anymore but then i recalled i loved akira kurosawa's violent samurai epic ran only months ago and it would turn out i wasn't alone on highlander because when i saw the film friday night in a los angeles theater more than a few young patrons did walk out early one couple of girls muttered as they passed look there are only men in here duh highlander features the strangely handsome christopher lambert from Greystoke. Is Connor McLeod, a resident of the 16th century Scottish village where the men neither age nor die. That's wrong. Right? Yeah, that's completely wrong. The story implies that many of these immortals will eventually gather at some future time, in present-day New York it turns out, to engage in combat that will have great importance for the human race. But the payoff isn't the mass brawl we hope we might hope for. Instead, it's a one-on-one -on -one fight between McLeod and a stitched-together punk Frankenstein monster named Kurgan who would make a perfect bouncer at a club like Limelight. I'm sure in 1986, that was a good joke. <clears throat> McLeod and Kurgan fight each other and less impressive characters many times with swordplay as their game of choice. So if you want to see perhaps two dozen stabbings, hurry up because Highlander is likely to last about two weeks in most theaters. I wish I would have read this beforehand because I would have like checked that to see how long it lasted. You may have noticed Sean Connery's name in the advertisements and credits to the film, and Connery's name typically is a reliable guide to quality films, not this time. First of all, he receives fourth billing, which should tip you off that he has a very, very small role. He plays oh. McLeod's karate master of sorts, giving him a variation on Yoda's advice to Luke Skywalker. I keep forgetting this is 86, so that's the height of Star Wars' popularity. Highlander does awful a couple of laughs, laughs, some intended, some not. The intentional gags occur during the New York City sequences in which McLeod, using another name, is detained on suspicion of decapitating a man. As the beheadings continue, some launched by Kurgan, we see a tabloid newspaper headline, Headhunters 3, Police 0. That's a sleazy but funny if you like punching newspaper headlines. What is unintentionally hilarious in Highlander is the outfit that Connery wears when he makes his grand entrance. The setting is 16th century Scotland, and Connery, claiming to be a Spaniard, wears an outfit full of peacock feathers topped by a plumed hat that would look better on Liberace stage valet than on a rugged warrior. But the laughter quickly grinds to a halt as McLeod and Connery's Ramirez communicate mostly through swordplay and stunt work filmed on mountaintops by a helicopter crew. Oh, how one wishes for some human moments in Highlander. If these are indeed the people who are going to save our planet, as the film suggests in quick conclusion, well, maybe it's a good time to consider buying an acre in Montana or someplace else remote. 
The Highlanders in this film are the kind of superheroes who would want to make swordsmanship mandatory in grammar school. I don't have a problem with that. Rock that's fans, also not true. Yeah, I know. Rock fans will note that the film features a score by Queen. It's loud and effective, so if you're a fan, skip the movie and save your money for the album. Highlander, half a star. That's terrible. <sighs> Human moments. Holy crap. Who wants to live forever? My Bonnie Heather. Christ, I still almost tear up every time I watch that. As he slowly realizes that she's going to die and he isn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. How can I mean, I know the movie reviews are always uh, spot on, but it's like he missed. It's almost like he read someone else's review of the movie. Yeah. Yes. He, it, it it isn't it isn't Casablanca, but damn. But yeah, he he definitely got that wrong. I would I would say, I I definitely skewed closer to what Corb said, and I'd say that's at least a four star movie. Love that movie. Yeah, and it cost. I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. It cost 19 million to make. It made two twelve point nine million dollars at the box office. Wow, huge success. And and, and it spawned a TV it's TV show. And and Corb's, have you watched the TV show? I used to watch it. I have not. Oh, I don't I think I've watched show. it completely from okay. start to finish, but I used to watch it. Yes. The, the, the TV show is amazing up until the last season and then the wheels fall off. But at that point you have to watch it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it created such a cohesive universe. I mean, the, the TV show did a better job of that than the, the movies did. Yes. Because right. the movies had to like compartmentalize it into people who didn't know what was going on. The TV show actually, that, that universe is amazing. And that's one of the things I'm worried about because, you know, they're rebooting it. Somebody's working on making a new Highlander movie. And my worry is that they're going to f- forget the lessons we learned in the TV show and that this can be a persistent universe. It, it doesn't have the problem with the Highlander movies is they had to end every single one like there wasn't another one. That makes sense right. for the first one. But the, the sequels, I mean, they, they they have to write themselves out of that corner. I mean, the TV show. I mean, if you, if you take it to its ultimate end with the movies that were made of the TV show, there's one quickening there. The original movie series, there's a quickening in every single movie. Yeah. Right. And then they have to write themselves out of it, and it's stupid. Um, if someone's going to reboot this, they need to realize that this is a franchise that has wheels, especially in a world where Outlander is one of the biggest TV shows out there. You know, you get a sexy guy with a Scottish accent, and don't even take Connor out of Scotland 400 years ago in the first movie i mean i mean yep. you, they're going to but i mean there's a lot of story you can tell here now that we know that we have a, a template for it and i'll be honest with you i am some part of me is angry that adrian paul isn't going to be in this new movie that they're not going to pick up because i have so much invested in those characters uh, but i understand that's how the industry works so i just hope they realize that this movie could also create a TV show and another movie and a TV. Let the story be big. Mm-hmm. Right? We're, we're mature enough as moviegoers to handle that now. Let it be something that can be expanded upon. If you try to, if you try to just remake it like the original movie and have, have a definitive ending that you have to write yourself out of, well, you're going to end up in the same situation, which is a really good first movie and every single sequel sucks. Yeah, they get still, super corny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's they're they're still good, but well, here's what it is. They're corny in that the first 20 minutes they have to write themselves out of the ending of the last movie, mm-hmm. and then they're fun. Yes. I, I remember the first time I saw Highlander 2, the quickening, and I died a little inside. 
Yeah. 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 Well, did you see the renegade version or the, uh, the I saw the original, the theatrical okay. version. Yeah. The, the renegade version writes out all of that planet Zeist stuff, but I mean, it, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it was, they tried to make a sequel to a movie that you really couldn't make a sequel to. And you guys know that, um, the original script for Highlander was made by a college kid for a class project. No, didn't yep. know that. Yep. I remember seeing that. That's a, he, he just did it fucking off. And then someone was like, holy shit, this could be good. And it, it got made. And here we are to the point where Hugh has His the same sword. Jeffrey something, right? Yes. I, I had the name and I, I didn't keep it. On who the writer was. But Corbs, if you get the chance, and I mean, everything's available on streaming now, and if you can't get it on streaming and you don't know how to download stuff, direct message me. Um, <laughs> because I have the entire series saved on one of my backup zombie apocalypse hard drives. Um, amazing series. Like I said, uh, the, the last season, everything falls apart because Adrian Paul had a back injury, so he couldn't appear in a lot Limits. of the episodes. Yeah. He was limited. And they decided that since it was ending that year, they were going to do a try to do a spinoff. But what they did is they took four episodes out of a, a reduced season. It was only like a 14 episode season. Four of those episodes were going to be, you know, backdoor pilots, which okay. means he, he isn't in them really at all. It's, it's some other immortal. They were trying to see if people liked it and they were going to maybe base a TV show off that. Plus, in some of the other episodes, he couldn't really appear because of that injury. So right up until that point, I mean, that last season right before that was fucking phenomenal. And 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 the, I think that if you really want the best experience, you watch up to the last season and then the, the first three episodes of the final season because they it completes that story. Um, okay. Which 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 I'll tell you this much just to just to intrigue you, it answers the question: What happens if an immortal takes too many evil souls? Because when you take a soul, you you take take on their characteristics. It happens to Duncan. He takes on too many evil souls. Nice. They they resolve it in a great way. It's like it's like almost like the best cliffhanger ever, and then the best two up two or three episodes afterwards, and then everything goes to shit for the next ten episodes. Nice. And all All those episodes can be found on Tubi, a free uh, streaming service. That we discussed last week. I think week. they're all on YouTube too. When I was uh, when I was uh, collating my collection for my zombie apocalypse hard drive, I found that some of my episodes um were screwed up. So I found a, all of all of those episodes are on YouTube. Nice. Okay. They're going to be in like 480p, but still watchable. Same same with Tubi. The, the quality isn't outstanding, but you can watch it all there. Um, any other uh. Highlander thoughts before we move on. Well, I just want to say, you know, here we are, born to be kings. <laughs> You're not going to do we the whole song, are you? <laughs> the princes of the universe. <laughs> At least the Geek Pod universe. <laughs> nice. All right, we we've got uh, we've got a few minutes before we got to go to break again because this is going to be an extra long uh, episode. So we're going to have multiple <laughs> multiple commercial breaks. Uh, so get used to hearing about um, the sci-fi and horror con. Um, what's that, that? What's that? That's about what a week away when they first announced like the first guest, right? The sixteenth. Yes, coming out the sixteenth. Um, uh, as of when we're recording, it's the eighth. 
So yeah, we've got uh, eight days yeah. until we hear who the first guest is going to be, and it's not going to be us because they already announced us. So. So we're not guests. No, we are. We are media. We're going to be in the media corner with all the rest of the the cool podcasts and stuff. Nice. I'll ask you off off camera. Okay. Um, so since we uh we're we're, we're at eight minutes and counting, uh, why why don't you give us our update from uh, episode three, Hugh? Or was it episode five? Whatever it was. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. The, your your sighting in the wild. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude, that was an awful, awful. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't I was trying a to do the callback. No. That, that wasn't even a hardball. That was like, you know, you, you was, wrapped up was, a star yeah. fruit in cellophane and threw it at me. I was going to um, say yes. I rolled a, rolled a uh, cantaloupe at you. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yes. Um, I had a wild badge doc sighting. Badge doc from you know one of the very first episodes from episode three, literally episode three, Corbs's second episode. I found a a badge doc and I took a picture and I sent it to Paul. Paul, don't worry about blurring out. I'm not blurring anything out. Fuck Fuck him. Let him try to sue us. Last last I remember, his name was Maddie when he reached out the last time. So fuck you, Maddie. We're putting your car on again. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he tries to sue us. Paul, are we incorporated? No. Oh shit! We can be, probably. Well, I'm just saying, Maybe. you know, if we're incorporated, I think he tries to sue us, but we make no money, then he can't get anything. But, um, you're, you're, it's your. I can see your shit in Walmart. Why can't I post it on my website? Fuck you can. You. It's legal. Well, okay, I did good. this before because that, that's what he threatened before, and that's when um I, I went to some of the lawyers in my law firm and asked, and they're like, "No, you're good." It's out in public. There's nothing they can do. Okay, because you did you did black out that first picture. Me, just to be nice. Yeah, I blacked out yeah. what his car looked like. But, you know, I've run into it, and it's not just the first time I've run into it this year. The My former boss, Mr. Kevin Fear of Universe Cellular Edition, now of Mattress Express, Sleep is Cheap. Yes, get a free plug because the man did finance my entire life for eight years. And um, he's actually a cool dude. Yeah, he is lie. a cool dude. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a Republican, and yeah, we wouldn't agree on a lot of things, but he is a cool dude. And you know what? Working for a boss who's like, you know, a phone gets stolen. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I know it's not you. And he didn't even have the cops talk to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we, we were, we were, we were good. And he's a great guy. Um, but he ran into him and he took a picture and posted it on his Facebook page earlier this year. And I was like, holy crap, my podcast did a show on this years ago. And then I posted the link to the podcast. Paul, you should take a look and see if we have more hits for that than we do for the other shows in that area. Uh, because to. because all of his friends you know, were posting on it and people were like, you know, liking my post or I guess whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, it's the second time this year I've run into Vagdoc. Um, he, he has a new car, different than the one that we originally saw. It's the same one that Kevin saw. Uh, so, you know, things must be going well for him. I mean, before he was driving, uh, driving a really crappy sedan, and now he's driving a crappy sedan in red. So, With new I, candy I, paint. <laughs> I, I guess things are, are looking up. Lucky him. Um, so, yeah, that, that about does it. When we come back, we're going to finish up the show with um, – um, an update on um, our, our fledgling cult, as well as um, um, our book club and what we're playing. 
You say we're going to finish the show, but we're going to talk about the cult, dude. So that might take a while. It might. Buckle up, guys. We might be in for a long ride tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we're back. Now on to our cult of personality. Okay. So, yeah. Um, that so, was about as big. That, that, that wasn't, was that a softball? That's, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, definitely yeah. a softball. And the, he would be the guy to know. He's our sportsy guy. Yeah, that, that was, that was, that, I don't Speaking know. It was kind of rough. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of nebulous. It was kind of like, uh, you told me to say this before we came back. So I'm going to say exactly what you said. And let you flounder with it. No creativity there at all. No offense. That's all right. No. no, What would be even better is if he came back and was like, all right, we're back. Paul told me to say. (laughs) That would have been better. That actually would have been better. (laughs) Paul said, I have to say. (laughs) You're speaking of sports things. I got to mention one thing before we get into our our cult here. Oh. Um, Passing time in Lasorda. Yes. He passed yeah, away. That was rough. And you know, he lived a long he made life. the best baseball games. He did. I'm not sure if he was serious or if the, he just tried <laughs> to go with something. I'm just impressed he knew he was a baseball manager. I'm in the sort of baseball, one of the first baseball games for the Sega Genesis. Come okay, on. very true. That's the um, only thing I know, except that his name last name is kind of like lasagna. Which he loves. Hungry. And so did I. I still don't, do. Don't we all? I mean, Garfield loves it, so. So I just wanted to mention that, you know, yes, that's, a, yeah. that's, that, that's, that's a big, it, that's, you know, time of the starter was a dot was Dodger baseball blue from 65 until I think 96, yeah, 34 years, something like that. So isn't he known for beating the shit out of a mascot? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Repeatedly. repeatedly. <laughs> so. yeah. He, was, uh, he came on to a WWE as well. Right. Like, didn't they do the same thing? Like, Something, did he beat yeah, up a mascot did, there with the, with the chicken, uh, the San Diego yes. chicken? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, he did it with uh, Philly Philly fanatic. Yes, that's what it was. I saw it earlier, but I completely lost which one it was. So that's it. You guys, we can go into our. our we can get into cult business now. <clears throat> did you say a cult business or our cult business? Our the cult same thing business. Yes. Uh, so as I understand it, Dr. Hugh, um, when you took your week sabbatical from us, um, you were, uh, you, you were doing some serious, uh, planning, I guess we'll go. And, um, would you, would, wait, would that's you say, a lie. I never said that that was my understanding. I said, no, no, you misunderstood everything I said. That's typical though. Yeah. So, but, um, 
So wait, wait, was he cultivating the cult? <laughs> Let me write that down. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't have to do any planning because I've been doing the planning for this most of my life. Now, you did catch last week that we already have our first initiate, right? I, I caught, hey, we, we have our first initiate, Al Sedano, and then the audio cut off. Oh, that's where it cuts? That's perfect. Yes, and, and, and my, my immediate thoughts on that are, Al, you cannot be a, a, an initiate of the cult. No, he can't. He can't. He needs to be one of the priests. Okay, so this is where I'm going to take it away because I want you to know what he said first. He okay. definitely wants in on the cult. He wants no responsibility. He just wants to be able to take advantage of some of the, um, how, how did he put it? I don't remember how he put it. He wants to take advantage of the abuse of power, he said. Okay, well, then then you have to take some of the responsibility. Um, but if, if you're going to approach it like that you might be excluded right from day one and let me explain why there there can be lieutenants um but you have to be along for the ride now everybody knows that i have a zombie apocalypse plan what they don't know is that i also have a cult plan and there's a reason for that i was raised in the christian church so i know what a cult is about (laughs) and the biggest thing is that people need a place to belong now you could approach people at AA meetings or counseling meetings, or you can just you know, find people who seem vulnerable on the streets. But the first thing is you need people to follow you because what happens if you see a single crazy guy on the corner with a sign talking about fucking anything? You go, look at the crazy guy. The sign could hey, hey, be like, hey, I'll give you a blowjob for free. doesn't matter what the sign says. You see so the wait, guy you, at the wait, corner. You saw me the other day? <laughs> Yes, I, I told you, if you need a ride, I call me. By, I drove by because I didn't want to screw up our friendship. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take a shot in the mouth. It'll give me 200 miles down the road. <laughs> Just so you guys know, that's another Jane Silent Bob quote I'm not offering. <laughs> Paul, you're killing the jokes, man. Sorry. You're supposed to be there for people to pick up. <clears throat> but the idea is you need to find people that are vulnerable and you can do that in a predatory way, or you can do that in a very um, altruistic way. Now I, I will tell you that my ideas for an occult or for a, a cult are, they're definitely predatory because you, you can't create a cult without being predatory, but they are also altruistic, meaning that I do not want to set out to take advantage of people. I want to set out to give people hope. And I know that you can give people hope, even though you know, I can't save your life. I can't save your soul. People don't need that. People need to hear positive things. They need to hear, you're going to be okay. You are going to succeed. You are going to have a place in the afterlife. Okay, you don't have to say you're God. And that's where all the cults that happen in this world go wrong. The guy starts off, he does a good job. He gets a good following. And then he, fuck, he has to kill all his followers with Kool-Aid because he's made promises too big that he can't follow up on. Don't fucking do that. If you watch all these cults that, that have, a, or that were big enough to you know, be on the news, you'll see the biggest thing is they were doing great until the guy running it got too big for his britches and that's where you fix things you keep it grounded in reality and i have said this a thousand times before 
I am very versed in, you know, religion and things like that. If you take, let's say, six people who are wavering in anything on a Sunday and put them in a room with me, they will walk out wanting to come back next Sunday. I don't know what I'm going to say right now. I haven't written my manifesto or my Bible or anything like that. But you know what it would start with? Hey, you're okay. And together, we can make things better. That's a positive message, right? It is. You start with a positive message, a message that is gender neutral, religion neutral, everything neutral, something that is basically a good thing. And then you bring more people into the fold. You get those first six or eight people and they find other people and say, hey, you know what? Oh, I, I heard I, I, your boyfriend dumped you. I heard you tried to commit suicide. There's this guy that I, I, I see on Sundays. It's not really a church, but kind of come, c- come listen to him. You know, he helped me. Maybe he can help you. And maybe the first time they ask, the second time they ask, the 10th time they ask, that person comes along. And I'm doing the same thing I, I'm doing every Sunday, which is preaching to my flock. So I continue to give them hope. We eventually get enough people that we decide, hey, we want to do something bigger. So let's start a church. So we're tax free. And that's what we do. A, it's not difficult. B, I think it's questionable whether it's um, morally wrong because Fox News does this on a daily basis. And three, you know what? If if I can create a position my, for myself where I am the head of a cult, we have a church, I don't have to work for a living, I don't have to pay taxes, and I can... And and I would not be like Joel Osteen where I live in a $4 million mansion and I'm saying, hey... I need your money to solve God's problems, but you need to make your own money to solve God's problems. No, I would never do that. I would never live above my means. I don't want all that much. I just don't want to fucking work nine to five. If I could do this and not work nine to five. So basically if I could do this and make $80,000 a year, I'd let it slide. I'd let it run. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't worry about it. So I would never do anything bad to those people. And I would continue to give them hope. I wouldn't tell them that at some point in the near future, we are going to get taken to heaven or hell bop or some other bullshit. It would basically be psychology it would be a, a big therapy session for everyone. We would all feel better about ourselves. You would feel good about financing me, helping other people with your money. I wouldn't have to work. Maybe I could throw in a rule where I could have like six wives or something, but that's when you're starting to abuse power and my wife wouldn't like be okay with that. I think she'd be okay with everything up until that. Uh, actually, she probably wouldn't, but that that's how you create that's how you create a a positive cult, a morally right cult. Now, just so you know, because I am able to make the distinct distinction between a morally right cult and wrong cult, that means I'm also able to create a morally wrong cult. And I have human um, desires and things like that. And trust me, I've thought about that branch too. The reason I would not want to go down that branch is I would want to be able to say at any point, I've done nothing wrong and be able to prove it. And if I can prove that in a court of law, there's nothing that can be done to me. So a thousand people tithing to me 
I give them positive messages on Sunday. I, I mean, really, what's wrong with that? Nothing. But here's my question. What? Where do we fit in? And I'm trying to point at Corbs, but I can't figure out where. He, there he is. Where, where do we fit in in this? <laughs> and, and Al, since you said he's going to be one of the priests. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, you can't decide you're going to be a priest. Okay. I mean, especially if you're going to be in a, uh, an atheist cult, one that does not believe in Which God. is definitely what we need to have because that's us. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it can be something about, you know, um, the future of your consciousness or something, but I'm not going to talk about God because I don't believe there is a God. I'm not going to say that, that we don't move on in some way, but I do not believe there is an overarching consciousness that's deciding that I'm going to sip my beer right now. Fuck you. Not happening. Uh, but there could be some universal plan in place that I'm not aware of. So we have to make it very generic. If you want places, then I'll tell you what you need. You need to do what I tell you to and not abuse your positions of power. Now, now you're like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Well, Paul, th- there, there may be some latitude in abusing your positions of power. But it, it can't be horrible. It can't be like Nixon where you're like branding people with shit and starving them till they have sex with you. Okay. If if you just want a hot girlfriend, I'm sure we can arrange that without abusing our power for fuck's sake. We're, we're, I'm the head of an organization with a thousand worshipers. I'm pretty sure I can find someone to fuck you without, you know, having to trick them. Have you okay? looked at them lately? Yeah. A thousand people. One of them will be willing. One to has to be shit. into it. Yeah. But yeah, what okay. I'm saying is, okay, if if you're if you want to have other people involved, this is actually kind of serious. Uh, there would be rules, and I would definitely, you know, give you leeway to make this worth your while. But those rules can't be broken, and I would actually be watching. I would have people reporting on me if you were breaking those rules, because if you get away with something. It destroys my credibility. Uh, it destroys the tenets of it. Yeah, well, that, but it also destroys my credibility. If I'm supposed to be in control of this all, I need to know what's going on. If I don't know what's going on, then I'm not doing my job. So it would be like Paul, Corbs, Al, you guys are allowed to do this, 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 and this. If you do um, option O, and you're not supposed to do that, and I don't know about it, and somebody else brings it up, all of the people that hear their accusations start to wonder, hey, does he really know, know what's yeah. going on? Why if, is his grip slipping? Yeah. So what it comes down to is, you know, why do people get caught when they do crimes? Because other people talk. If everybody shuts the fuck up and does what they're told, it's all going to work. Everybody gets what they want. But, you know, here's the thing. When you're in the throes of orgasmic ecstasy and you have your head laying on some beautiful boobies, don't start fucking talking about shit you're not supposed to talk about, okay? It's not that fucking hard. That 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 girl that you're talking to, she's not married to you suddenly. She's not going to keep your fucking secrets. She's right. going to run to her friends and be like, oh, hey, guess what I heard? So don't be fucking stupid. That's what it comes down to. We can have a cult if you're not fucking stupid. And I <laughs> dare you. I dare you 
to find another person that you know in your life that you think can whip a, uh, a group of people up into a frenzy as well as I can, because I know I am well suited to this. I was born for this and I don't do it because I am not an asshole. I am not an evil person, but I am that fucking close. And herein lies the problem. You do have a friend on this side of your window that will spurn this on. <laughs> now that I have this information. Maybe it's fate. Maybe that's why maybe that's why he's telling you this, Paul. Find so the position. You- I'm not gonna look for it myself. I, I've probably known for a good 20 years that I would be good at this. And I didn't do it because I'm not the kind of person who who is good at this and would do it, or at least I, I'm not the kind of person that seeks it. You know, they talk about all those those cult leaders and all that. You know, they were fucking brilliant. The, the, the guys that got these people to follow them, they were mm-hmm. brilliant. Without a doubt. Charismatic. I, 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 honestly, I think what stopped me is the fact that I started playing in bands and fell over and became a, a horrible alcoholic for a wicked long stretch of my life. Because if I if I had stayed in the church... Holy crap. I would be the leader of that church right now. The the Wesleyan church and Rickard. I I would be running that shit and I would I, I mean I'm glad that I got I stopped going to church because I was pissed off that my parents was make, were making me stop watching Doctor Who to go to church because Doctor <laughs> Who was on Sundays. Thank God for Doctor Who. But uh I'm not saying it takes a, a smarter person than everyone else to do this. It just takes a certain kind of intellect. And Paul, you probably don't even know this, but um, God, I'm not sure if I should admit this though. Remember, I don't edit. I've manipulated you. Have you? I have probably manipulated everyone in my life, not not in an evil way. But please explain. Well, if if I want something, or it's never it's never anything awful, but. If I want somebody to do something for me, they probably already want to do anyway or whatever. My brain knows how how to communicate and say things to make that the most positive outcome. So I'm not going to say that I've legitimately outright tried to manipulate you, but I'm sure that I have in some way. But it happens. It's a happy accident. Yeah, it's it's it's. It, I don't want to call it a gift, but I mean, I never I. I, I never don't have a ride somewhere. And sometimes it's illegitimate. Sometimes I really don't have a fucking ride. Mm-hmm. And, and somebody eventually gives me one because of the way I communicate. Um, in the past, it was, you know, not having money because I, you know, was a complete disaster earlier in my life. But I, it's not a negative thing, but being able to manipulate people is kind of like getting them to do what they already want to do for you, but feel like it was their idea. Oh yeah, oh one hundred percent. I don't think you're the only one with that gift. Let's no, I, I, I'm definitely not. Um, I, I think I'm more in tune with it than more than most people. And uh, I, I bet you probably think you've manipulated me into things in the past as well, not in a negative way. Nope, <laughs> nope, hasn't happened, has it? I'm not going to say anything there. Um, I, I just, like I said, I don't think you're the only one on this, on this broadcast that has that ability. I, I would say that we all probably have that. I would agree. 
I thought I you were going to throw up there for a second, Gorms. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just, I was just burping. I didn't want to like let <laughs> it like fly. You didn't want an ogre it? No. <laughs> well, that's good. That means we will all work well together. We should. That should definitely be a good thing. Um, now, now, what's what's going to get our friends here that are listening to this to uh, flock? Well, I think that the first thing we need to do is decide on what the uh, end result of working with us is. And I, I'm 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 going to get throw an idea out there, and we'll just have to see if it grows. But I don't have salvation to give you because i don't believe in salvation i don't have forgiveness to give you because who am i to forgive what you've done i have no right to judge you but you look lonely to me you're drinking a lot you're doing drugs maybe you're just staying at home and drinking a lot of coffee because you're lonely you look like someone who needs a place to go someone to talk to this doesn't have to be a commitment I don't have to make an, a judgment. You don't have to make a commitment. Just, just come on in. You know, give me a call. We'll get together. We'll have a cup of coffee or whatever, and we'll just talk. I, I want to find out what's important to you. That's what I want. I, I want to find out what's important to you. And if that I can sound, help, I'll That doesn't sound creepy at all. Do you mean that realistically, or are you being jokey? Joking. Okay. No, it, it, to be honest with you, that actually is kind of cool. I mean, yeah. Let, let, let's just talk. Let's right. What What do you need? What can I do? Maybe I can do nothing but listen. But let's start a dialogue because no one else in your life is listening to you. I'm I'm willing to listen. I'm I'm bored. It's been locked down. I, I I have no one to talk to. I'd love to talk to you. Right, and you know what? I mean, you're you're here already. You're listening to us. You identify with us. And why not? So because why you wouldn't you what? break that barrier? And even though, you know, you're thinking, hey, this whole cult thing is a joke to Geek Pop because the pitch I just gave was to people who haven't listened to the show. Um, you're like, oh, well, you know, he just told us how we're going to create an, a, a cult. And now Paul's inviting me to join it. Uh, you know what? If you guys have been listening this long, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy. I'm not going to say I have the answers to everything, but, you know, I'm fairly certain that we all got in a room we could do something amazing let's not worry about who's in charge let's just do that first let's get together and let's talk and we'll see what happens i think that's the most important thing we can do right now in the world we live in is communicate and i want to communicate with you i think it's time for our uh, last break paul what do you think I don't think it's a bad idea. When we come back, we're going to hit off the rest of our topics, go into our book club, and uh, find out what everybody's playing this week. Well, that's great. I can't wait to see you again. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. 
Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. No, I'm so, not. So wait, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm I'm the pretty boy of GeekPod. Okay, I'm not saying you're not smart, Paul. I'm not saying you're not an intelligent little little child. I love you. You're but smart, but yeah. Okay, okay. Let me put it to you this way: If we were on The Bachelor, first week I get voted off, you don't. There's no question about that. Okay. Well, where where does that leave Corbs? Well, yeah. I'm the guy that I'm a, if if you if you anything, dude I forgot about Corbs for like three years because he wasn't fucking here okay I wasn't thinking about him I'm sorry I'm still that, but that's 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 Corbs that, that's me though I'm the guy that just kind of stands in the back and you know creeps at everybody you're not wrong and I'm, I'm the, he, wrong. he's the person that walks people off on the Bachelor so he would be walking me off on the Bachelor let's be honest. <laughs> I would not survive the first first episode. If you and I were on the first episode, I would be going home. You would still be there. That's why you're the face of GeekPod. It doesn't mean that because I'm not as pretty as you, I'm the brains or I'm smarter than you. It just means you are the better person to put out to the public because I look like a fucking deranged douchebag. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's why I do. I look like a deranged douchebag. I'm okay with that. I have no problem with that, but I can't fix it. I want GeekPod to succeed, so please go and be our face. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to GeekPod. We're, we're, we're back. We've been recording for about five minutes here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, so, this, uh, is the, this, this is the shit that happens when we don't record. See, oh, you just the, you just you just randomly pushing the record button on us. You get gold because look at the shit that we we talk about off camera. Right, and I'm judicious Forbes, about I it. I totally will not trust you if you try to run for governor. Totally won't trust you. You are. But so if you address me if I ran for governor, is that what you just said? Yeah, I would not trust you. Can we start with mayor. I was thinking like with state- anything. I, I would trust you for, <laughs> for for running for like running the lines in the football field. <laughs> you are you such laugh. a I, liar. Wait, you laugh. I I actually did. I, that was one of my first. I'm not going to stand here and let this travesty of geek pod justice happen. <laughs> but you 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 say about the lines on the football field. I actually worked. He was the, the guy. person when I was 14 years old. I did, I, I ma- maintained baseball fields. You say you did that. But what is your social media show? <laughs> I didn't see any evidence of you running lines on a football field on your oh, social media. He, he was running the lines all right. <laughs> First of all, it was 1990. There was no social media back then. Social media didn't exist. <laughs> social media was word of fucking mouth. All right. <laughs> but I, I, I put the lines on the baseball field. They were never straight. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> they were never straight, just like you. Go moving on, Paul. <laughs> Wait, I'm straight. <laughs> he doth protest, yeah, sure, protest sure. too much. Seriously, I blew one guy, but 20 I needed bucks a ride. Twenty bucks. I needed a ride. <laughs> Shot in the mouth will get you two hundred miles on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't use oh. that one. Yeah, we. That's that's a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Hugh, 
You said you wanted to discuss the Blade trilogy. Well, I think discuss is a strong word. Um, Mention that you watched it. Is that it? Yeah. Well, well, well what happened was uh, TV is dried up. There's not a whole lot to, to currently watch. And I hope my boss isn't watching. But as you know, I have uh, traditionally watched TV while I'm working. I have two screens. Now, I, I will say this. In the past few months, um, I am... Whereas I used to get it through a full season of a TV show in a week, I'm getting through a full season of a TV show in like two months. I like work has been really busy. Um, but I did end up um, landing on a TV show I, that, that I loved when I was younger and I started watching sliders. Nice. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 not, not nice. Not, no, it does not age well. Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, I am struggling to get through it because that's why I landed on the Blade trilogy because I, I run into a slow day at work. I'm like, I really don't fucking want to watch the next episode of Sliders. Now, now, granted, I've gotten to the, the fifth season where they've lost both the o- O'Connells and it's fucking ridiculous. And and it, the worst part is uh, Kari Werher, fantastic pets. Um, Kari yes. Werher was, was awesome. I mean, she was like, you know... Uh, dream fodder and clevin derricks who play plays rembrandt is amazing and you know what the the, the o'connell's they were kind of like vacant douchebags and them leaving should have left meant a better show but it's like when they left the scientific people that were writing the show and making it logical also left at the same they went time with them. So, yeah so there's a lot of shit that like from one episode to the next to the next things don't make sense um Clevin Derricks is still acting his ass off and he's fantastic, but I'm strong. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to delete it and it's not going on my zombie apocalypse hard drive. Not that anybody has asked me a fucking question about what my zombie apocalypse hard drive is, but uh, it's not going on that. Uh, so in one of those, those days where I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch sliders. I was like, you know, I, I need a, a movie movies to watch. And I don't know what, Blade popped into my head or I saw an advertisement. I, I don't know, but it wasn't, uh, it, it was, it was just before the, the new news that Blade, you know, Wesley Snipes made some comments about the, the Marshali Ali, uh, Blade movie. It was before that. So I downloaded all three of them and I watched them and holy fucking shit, fantastic movies. And, you know, I, I have to say Marvel is making a big mistake, even though Wesley Snipes, they say is a diva to work with. He was a diva to work with before he went to jail for years. Nope. I'm guessing he's probably going to be a lot more compliant for Marvel money, or mm-hmm. we should call it should call it Disney money at this point. Um, but I don't think they should reboot that series because first of all, nothing that happened in those three movies affects the MCU at all. It, it all fits in. Yep, you uh, can work all, that in. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, he okay, Marshall Ali may give a great performance. There are some performances that don't need to be topped. Okay. No matter what he does, I'm not gonna say he's not gonna be better than Wesley Snipes. I'm just gonna say it can't be better than Wesley Snipes. Because Wesley Snipes was the perfect personification of Blade. Marsala Ali could be the perfect personification of Blade as well. So it's going to be exactly the same. This is one of those situations where 
you know, we have multiple Spider-Man, so we can like kind of gauge, ah, well, so-and-so had this, but so-and-so had this. No, Wesley Snipes had 100% of everything that made Blade a great comic book character. Down to, okay, sir, if you've read the comic book character and you've seen it on screen, it's literally the best, uh, the, the very, very best uh, adaptation of a comic book character we've ever seen. The most faithful, I, Paul, you, would you agree with me? The most faithful. I would say probably better than the comic book version. Yeah, okay, I would agree with that. So so my my big question here is, I mean, obviously they want to recast him because Wesley Snipes is old. Yes, which makes but sense. You, I get that. But have you seen Wesley Snipes? No. He doesn't look any older because he's black. Yes, I can say raise a shit like that because I'm married, because to, a black married woman. to a black woman. He, he doesn't look any older. <laughs> And, and he, he and and he's done. He showed some videos. He's in shape. He's in shape. And you know what? They they don't need the people to be young or in shape because they can put makeup on them, and everything is done by VFX now. Very true. Even the true. stunts. So so, I, I have to put this out to Disney. I, I don't want to take away from this Marshall Ali person. I'm probably saying their name wrong. I mean, they probably won an Academy Award for, for some movie about slaves, and I don't know it. And uh, this is totally and totally uh, the worst thing for me to say. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope they do a great job playing Blade. I really think that they shouldn't play Blade. They should let Wesley Snipes play Blade, let Blade die, and let this Marshal Ali person take up the moniker and continue the fight and make, you know, four mcu movies i i think that tying tying the mcu into that old uh trilogy first of all makes a lot of us feel like we're respected mm-hmm. you're not wrong um i i don't I, and i'm going to say this i mean this in the most literal sense i don't understand literally what a recasting and rebooting of this character can do to make the previous three movies better because they were nearly perfect. Now I haven't seen the third one oh, in a long you. time. No, no, no I go, saw go it. Fuck no. yourself. No, go fuck yourself. No, You're no, done. no, Get out of this. Listen, I haven't seen it in a long time, <laughs> but Brian I remember Reynolds. being disillusioned with that movie, but I have to rewatch to find out for sure what I think of it. Shut up, you cock juggling thunder cunt. Wow. No. That's, <laughs> That's what that Ryan was, Reynolds was, said to the that people who were in that movie. You cock juggling thunder cunt. What was that? Because I think we talked over your, your joke there. I'm sorry. Who, me? No, no. no. Yeah, actually, you were trying to be serious over the humor of the movie. And I, and I actually would like to back you up from that. Because the humor that happened to that movie and it's probably the, that last movie hundred percent due to Ryan Reynolds because you know, he plays the same guy in every movie and I fucking basically I, me too. I love that. I mean, guy. You, you know, if it was the last movie he was going to make in his career and he said, Hugh, I need you to interview me, but you have to lick my cock first. I'd think about it before I said, no, let Paul do it. I'd pass he's it awesome. off to Corbs. <laughs> he's awesome. And yeah, but but it definitely was the first two movies were typically 80, 80s movies. 
the last movie there there was that late 90s influence you know ryan reynolds with the uh the, the the humor he had in that movie was not the kind of humor we'd seen in movies previously. It was, I mean, for, from every every single thing, he's like injured in the hospital bed, and he's like, no, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling okay. You know, it kind of sucks being impaled by a hundred cotton candy dicks or something. I don't know what he said, but it was all it was all like very Kevin Smith humor, and it, it was fantastic and it all fit. Uh, God, you threw me off from a point I was making. <laughs> well, I do. That's how you roll? Yeah, I, okay, I, I just think that there is no way that a new movie trilogy can improve on that. But I think that a new movie trilogy could improve on that if it comes on from that. I mean, imagine if the MCU actually extended back to like 1993 and we didn't know it until they tell us. That's kind of cool. Definitely be cool, yeah. Because there's there's nothing that's happened that that they can't undo. Yeah. No, 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 not undo. They don't even have to explain. Blade happened early enough. They don't have to explain a thing. Blade handled that shit. Unlike the Avengers that let it spill onto the entire fucking planet. Blade handled that shit. So they can have Blade continue with all of those movies be canon. And that would be really fucking cool. I mean, at that time, Blade was already trying to find a, a cure. Uh, he already had kind of a girlfriend, but then she died when she met the sunlight. But, you know, Marshala Ali could be an extension of that in some way. I don't want to say it has to be Blade's son or something like that, but they could have Wesley Snipes in a wicked fucking cool fatherly part, still able to kick ass. And don't let him die in the first movie because you're going to bring him back. Don't let him die in the first movie. He has to die in the second movie because that's how things go. Mm-hmm. But and then he could boost it up for an entire another generation. It would, I have a feeling that that would be a bigger deal than if they just try to create a new character. Right. Just start fresh. So, yeah, because so you're. You're saying have Wesley Snipes play like the Chris Christopherson role from the first two movies? Yes. Basically, but have him literally be the father of No, no, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but have, have him be that type of Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what well, with the exception of Chris Christopherson um, you know, kind of just kind of hung in the background. Yeah, you know, Wesley Snipes has proven in the videos because he's been trying to prove he's capable of still playing Blade. And that would be the best situation. Um, they could totally have him kick fucking ass. He's not going to die in the first movie. He's not going to get ass kicked in the first movie. He's going to be fighting along with the new kid. But what that does is it it not only shows it brings a fa- familial connection in, so which is great. You know, familial connections are great for movies, and that's how people. Mm-hmm. Do it. But it also brings all of us old. We don't feel like it. Okay, I watched the Fantastic Four, but now I watch Marvel movies, and why isn't Johnny Storm there? I mean, there, there are stupid people out there who don't understand stuff. They watch Blade, and they can watch this new Blade movie, and it all makes sense. That's right. going to make them more money. You have to think about the smartest people in your audience and the dumbest people in the audience. And the dumbest people are going to be saying, why isn't Wesley Snipe Blade? Well, make him Blade. Make somebody else the next Blade. There's no right. precedent to stop that. 
There's right. no reason Wesley Snipes. You could have somebody else be the the head of the series, and Wesley Snipes still still doesn't have to die. Mm-hmm. You do a whole right. Batman Beyond thing with Blade that doesn't doesn't actually take away from the character at all because he always has Blade always has someone hooking him up with shit and telling him where stuff's happening. Right. Right. He yeah. has an oracle. He has an oracle, like Batman's oracle. There's no reason that Wesley Snipes can't become that person for the progenitor of yeah. The, new, yeah, the new protector, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what they would do if they didn't have Wesley Snipes in the movie? They'd have a vampire who is a daywalker who has some technology person helping them beat other... That's what they did in the first movies. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I think we gotta get Hugh in touch with somebody at uh, at Marvel at Disney. Whatever Disney, Marvel, same it's all thing. the same They're shit. Both the same same shit now. They won't talk to me because Mickey likes to lick my balls. And um, on, on that, that note, note <laughs> yeah, um, we're actually going to go to our final break. <laughs> you say that? God, I hope it's our final <laughs> fucking break. Yeah, we're going to twelve thirty. Right, we're gonna come back. We're gonna finish the show up uh, with our our book reports. <laughs> book uh, reports. All right, all right, guys, stick with us. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest returns in 2021 with an all-new location. This family-friendly event will have new celebrity guests, new activities and attractions, as well as a diverse selection of vendors, ranging from horror and sci-fi merchandise, artists and authors, tattoo artists, podcasts, as well as unique vendors like breweries and wineries. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Guest announcements will begin after the new year. For all up-to-date information, including tickets, vendor space, and sponsorship packages, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Please note, dates of event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we are back. And for Seriously, our marathon right? episode here. Seriously, you're right over there. Like you're like you're, we're back, and you're like. If you guys are going to talk, I'm going to eat pizza. Okay. I just he's wondered if, he, if he's, is he like not able to speak because he's had too many beers? Nope. I'm or he's just not able to speak in general. That's in general. That's been a lot of fucking concussions. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> You played one too many scrimmage without your helmet? Right, usually. <laughs> uh, so let's go into our GeekPad book club. Uh, Hugh, what are you reading? Well, as I swallow the buffalo chicken pizza on a uh, cauliflower crust that I made myself, and let's not think I'm too great about that. I thought I bought a plain cauliflower crust. It turns out I bought a cauliflower cheese pizza. I had to thaw it out in the microwave and scrape the cheese and sauce off it in order <laughs> to make a buffalo chicken cauliflower pizza. Ouch. <laughs> Still turned out really great. So if you're willing to put through that much work is so that you don't have a gut like mine, I mean, go for it. Uh, anyway, uh, 
what I'm reading right now, I'm still in the midst of the Scarlet Gospels uh, by uh, Clive Barker and some other motherfucker who I mentioned in a previous episode. And uh, I'm not going to uh, go into that other than I will say what I read about the book was people said it seems like Clive Barker wrote the first hundred pages and someone else wrote the rest. I'm well past that. I'm, I'm not getting that feeling. I mean, yes, the story, it isn't quite as descriptive. There is some shit that is quotable in the first hundred pages of that book. Yeah. Quotable in a ridiculously satanic, evil, disgusting way that I won't even say to you right now. Uh, but resonate with me because you know, I'm the bad guy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the book, it, it isn't as strong, but it's as strong as any other writer I'm reading at this time. So it, it, it springboards off from a really good premise and so far it's still good so i mean if if you're thinking if you're a hellraiser fan and you read the damn reviews fucking stop reading okay like reading the reviews is going to stop you from reading i mean hellraiser fans have we have a very there's all these crappy movies that were made but as far as books goes there's actually three three books yeah there's three books there's the hellbound heart there is the um ah Fuck, the name escapes me. But there was one book in the middle, which ignores this all of the movies. It, it goes on right from the second book. Oh, uh, the toll, the toll—that was what it was. I talked about it in a previous episode. And then there's the Scarlet Gospels, where apparently Pinhead dies. Really? Yeah, yeah. These books completely ignore all of the movies. They, which makes sense because the books aren't the movies. Uh, right. So far, I mean, I I am at the point where they have like taken you into hell and described what hell is now. The art, uh, I don't even know how. To, basically, it's Chicago. Oh, that sucks. It's it's a um, horrible, violent city where people are mostly okay as long as they stick to themselves. And there is that that the hell priests and all that and the the really bad people get tortured and that's what they do but everyone else is just living in a city growing crops and selling chickens and shit trying to stay under the radar of the really bad people so yeah chicago or new york or or, or any city it sounds like hell is just like oh you need to keep doing this for the rest of eternity (laughs) um but i'm not done with the book so yeah i don't know but I, i will say as a fan of that particular uh series this book does stretch my imagination in a way I, I didn't expect it to and i'm getting to see parts of that world that i wanted to so uh, i'm enjoying it uh, in a, a, a more esoteric sense my book review is um, amazing spider-man 56 and uh, paul i need a second is it bad I, i'm not caught up Paul, what are the worst things that happen in a, a big crossover? Tell me what the worst things in a crossover are. I'm going to eat some pizza while you do that. Uh, worst things in a crossover can be where characterization is awful. Like shit's happening that you're, the character shouldn't be doing. And you, you've got blue cheese on your lip. Um, <laughs> nope. 
and uh just the, the you get all <laughs> i love having video now <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> and you get where 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 shit's happening that shouldn't be happening for the character you've been following for god knows how long am i hitting the nail on the head perfect with the plate excuse me for a moment This is awkward. I'm just saying. Stood awkward silence. <laughs> All right. So in your typical crossover, you get X number of issues to go into each other. With this new storyline, Spider-Man Last Remains, you get the monthly issue, then you get okay, you get Spider-Man issue 50, then you get 50.1 Last Remains. Yep. Now, now, here's the thing. That wasn't a bad idea. I read this entire thing from start to finish, and for once, the, the, the integral comics, the, the ones that were between the big comics, actually made sense because they were about what Spider-Man's team was doing between the Spider-Man comics. And this comic, the, the storyline, actually, it, it makes sense in this way. Spider-Man is going from point A to point B, and they're following him to try to help him from point A to point B in traditional Spider-Man uh, fashion. They're not able to actually get there in time until the last issue, but at the very least, it made sense. Okay. So the fact that they doubled the issues for this event uh, idea, not upset about. They actually did a good idea with that. Here's why I have a problem. And this is not new. They, they've been doing this for a few years now. When, when it's a big event, they have the extra issues in between. Not just Spider-Man. Lots, right. of, lots, of, lots of titles have been doing this, but I'm speaking totally within the, this particular Spider-Man uh, story. So I don't think you should feel bad if you collected all the, the stories in this Spider-Man issue. Like, I, I have... There are some stories that I've like been like, oh man, everybody that bought all the comics can this man, they, they must feel screwed. No, they, they all actually, they, they wove into the main story in a better way than anything I've read in recent history, which I would say recent history for me is like 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'll and agree I with that. Like, I, I was impressed with the way it actually wove into, I mean, it literally was. Spider-Man's in the bad position, and and then they pick up with his friends getting to that. I mean, it, it, it all fit together well, better than most uh, series like this. So I, I wasn't upset about that. What am I upset about is this. This week, I read Amazing Spider-Man 56. It's the story after Last Remains. So that okay. means you know, if you're buying a... Uh, trade publication you're getting everything through spider-man number 57 right should be yes i read 56 i still don't know what the fuck is going on now let me put this in perspective for you so the idea is there is this bad guy named kindred who's somehow made out of centipedes yeah yeah well, no, he has hands, but there are centipedes crawling over him. If he gets shot in the hand, the hand it disappears. Reforms. And the cent- yeah, and it re- reforms. It's- 
So we, and here's the thing, the new writer, you know, when Dan Slott left, I was worried about this. Um, new writer came over and one of the first things they did was they had this mysterious guy show up in Peter Parker's dreams. Okay. They've actually sufficiently led breadcrumbs for this for the past four years. So I, I will not fault them on that. They, they, they actually did make an intriguing mystery. Okay. We get to the end of that mystery and we find out that Kindred is Harry Osborne. Now, now Harry Osborne has reformed. He's become a good guy. I mean, he, he's gone through a lot of crap to become a good guy. Right. So, A, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it, 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 because that those were other storylines. It's not the same as like, oh, I became good and then I became bad again. No, Norman Osborne, hey, Corbs, for you, you know Norman Osborne is the Green Goblin because you've seen mm -hmm. the original Spider-Man movie. Right. Harry Osborne is his son. He had yeah. a lot of mental issues. And for a while there, he was the second Green Goblin. But in the comics, you know, Peter brought him back and he ended up being... I mean, in recent comics, I mean, like. he was a really good guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in the the third movie with Toby, yeah, with Toby Maguire, he played the Green Goblin in that one, and at the end, he became he was helping Peter. That's kind of what you're alluding to. Well, what I'm saying is that you know, unlike the movies, right. the movies didn't even take it that far. I mean, the comics didn't take it that far. Harry Harry was a good person 12 months ago. He actually was going through a lot of shit in therapy because his dad fucked him up. And th there are scenes 11 months ago with Harry and Peter in the same panel where Harry is accepting awards and shit or, or whatever accolades are being put on. Like Harry got away from his abusive dad. It, okay. it seemed like it was a victory. Like, you know, not, not just, you know, we're watching This Is Us and we, we saw two seasons of this guy abusing his kid. This is comic book fans seeing like 50 seasons of this guy abusing his kid. And Harry Osborne was a good person. Okay. Out of the blue, they turn him into this. It's not that just, just that he's a bad guy. He's this evil bad guy that's immortal that is able to kill Spider-Man and bring him back to life over and over again to somehow prove a point. And when Spider-Man, you know, gets a, a fist away and tries to punch him and throw a web through his face, it blows out the back of his face and then it fills back in with centipedes and he's alive again. He Somehow Harry Osborn, not the disgruntled uh, technology-assisted revenge on spider-man he's somehow some kind of weird supernatural being no okay. precedent no precedent for him becoming this last we knew harry was happily married with his son and everything was good and now he's a supernatural being with a wicked heart on for spider-man and he's made of centipedes so okay Th that's a strange enough idea but, you know, that's what they do in comics. They, you know, when things lull, they come up with this grand story arc with lots of times and all that stuff. And you figure, okay, this is the grand story. It's going to come to an end. But I get to the end of that story. Now, I'm telling you this because I looked up on Amazon. This storyline ends with, with issue 55. Okay. 
Because that's what the trade is going to be up to issue 55. Right. I, I read issue 56. Okay. Still no idea what the fuck happened. Now, the idea of trades is that, hey, normal people don't read comic books on a monthly basis. So we're going to do trade publications, which means instead of paying two $2 for every issue, we're going to collect every five or six issues in a volume that's like six or seven dollars. And people will get the entire story. And, and Corbs, that, that, you're that audience. You get the entire story in one, one below $10 purchase. Okay, you follow me so far? And that's been successful because the trade publications have actually outsold regular comic books for years. Because people don't want to read part of the story. They want to read the entire story. Right. So, so this is where things get weird because DC and Marvel are both moving t- more towards serialized stories where, you know, you get six issues and it's at an end. Publicize that this ends on issue 57. And by issue 50, 56, you still have no idea what's going on. I'm holding something off here, Paul. Okay. I I, I just want Corbs to uh, react. Okay, I'm I'm following. Okay, so Spider-Man is supposed to be facing this unbeatable enemy. And at the very end, Norman Osborn swoops in, scoops the enemy away, and then issue 56 is Norman Osborn and that enemy, which happens to be his son. One of them is in a jail cell and, and the other is talking to them like, oh, I feel bad. I did all these things for you. I was insane. But the, the sin eater took all that away. And now I understand that I'm default for all that shit, whatever. And at the very end of that, that episode, um, Spider-Man bursts in the window and says, Norman, we need to talk. So. I'm not saying that's not a bad end to a comic book, but I want to ask you something. Okay. You walk, you walk into Ollie's. You're like, oh, I need to buy some coffee because it's cheap here. Oh, wow. I love that flavor of deodorant. Ooh, potpourri sounds really nice. And then you walk by the comic book aisle and like, oh, they have a bag, a baggie. It says five collectible comic books. You grab those comic books and you go home and you read five completely disconnected comic books you're like oh the pictures were pretty but i don't know what happened you're not gonna do it right tell me you're not gonna do it again tell you we're not gonna do what tell me you're not gonna do that again probably not okay now let me tell you how the comic book industry wants things to happen you walk into Ollie's needing some coffee. Oh, that, 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 that's a compression pill at a really great price. Oh, well, you know what? Hey, there's five comics for $4.99. I'm going to grab those. You read one comic book, X-Men number 355, and you go, oh, my God, I'm hooked. So you run to the comic store, and you start buying everything X-Men. That's what they think is going to happen. What really right. happens is you walk into a comic store because – they have neat posters because you like superheroes because you saw a great movie and then you're looking for a place to jump on. And the guy that runs the store says, Hey, 
who's your favorite superhero? I say Spider-Man. He says, okay, here's a great jumping on point. Buy this, and then buy this, and tell me what you think. Now, what the industry wants to happen is, buy this and 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 this. This storyline was almost perfect because it it ended with me standing there going like this. Now that's a bad thing, but it's also a good thing because I wasn't going. I hate Spider Man. I was just like, hey, Paul, you know what I'm talking about. It's rare that a, a comic book storyline ends with you, when you have nothing to say. Right. No, I, I get uh, you. And. They had such an opportunity here, and, and maybe they're going to capitalize on it. But here's the thing. They've marketed it to us as six-issue stories. This apparently is not a six-issue story. And I would be pissed off if I bought this as a trade. As a trade. Yeah, and that was the end. because, I mean, And I've bought some trades where I was pissed off at the end, but they made narrative sense. Uh this no this is is not a good narrative point to stop the story in fact they've not let peter parker slow down enough for the past year dan slot had something he he put peter through constant turmoil but he had him slow down long enough to have personal moments the difference between Dan Slott and the new guy whose name I refuse to commit to memory is he does have a, a good characterization of Peter, but he does not understand the idea of Peter not wanting to slow down, but needing to slow down for his own mental health. It's, it's, it's constant Spider-Man bitching about how we can't slow down, which is, a huge difference from Dan Slott. Right. And I know Dan Slott is not popular now because people said he he said some bad things. I don't know. I don't know about that. I just know he wrote a great Spider-Man. And I'm pretty sure the guy that's writing it now can write a great Spider-Man. But I, I'm not going to say he's too leftist or too rightist or anything like this. I don't think he slowed down long enough to grasp who Peter is. He he does seem to have an idea, but putting Peter in a corner, he, he, the idea of Peter Parker is any of us could be him. Any right. of us could skip saving our uncle because we oh we're, we're happy we have a power, but the idea is great power involves great responsibility dan slot got that the new guy understands great power has great responsibility but he doesn't understand that great responsibility has great power and it, it, it's kind of like the de-escalation of what dan slot did that's what i'm not getting from this guy you know, the, the ramp up on the other side of the, the i mean basically the end of the story is fantastic and it ticks all the boxes but going up to that it, everything feels stilted and it doesn't feel cohesive. Sorry. You wanted reviews? Come on. Hey, that's a great one. I'm not going to lie. It's great. It's thought-provoking. And it, it kind of tells them to get it right. 
Get their shit together. It tells them who will never hear this to get it right. Exactly. <laughs> you mother whatever you are up there, I can't reach high enough up to get to that stratosphere where things actually matter. Yeah, we don't hit that. That's that's no. And mine is not as deep. Um, did you see that we have the uh the, the first new era of Star Wars and God knows how long. You mean since like four weeks ago? I don't I don't count the Mandalorian. It seems, it seems like everything is a new era of Star Wars. Not <laughs> not to take your thunder away, but like Star Wars is popping off everywhere. Our new time Maybe, period. Right. Oh, okay. Tell me what you're talking about. Uh, Star Wars, the High Republic. Did you see that? As opposed to the Low Republic and the Middle Republic. As as opposed to the Skywalker Saga. Um, Isn't everything opposed to the Skywalker Saga? I mean, yeah, it's where it should be. (laughs) But um, this is the Golden Age of the Jedi. It's it's a new era of Star Wars storytelling. Uh, It's Centuries before the Skywalker saga, the Jedi are at their absolute height, protecting the galaxy as the Republic. Uh, pioneers are pushed out into new territories as the frontier prepares for the dedication of a majestic starlight beacon. It's a uh, it, it, it's it's a space station, is what it is. And we have a our Padawan who's our gonna, it looks like it's gonna be our main character, our main focus. Keeve Trennis. She faces the ultimate choice. Will she complete her Jedi trials or rescue the innocent from disaster? We have new Jedi, new ships, new evils to fight. This came with like four variant covers, as it always does. And this is the beginning of a whole new, like I said, era of Star Wars, a uh, new time period that I think is going to be the new idea. Like this is this is where we're gonna get our storytelling for a while. Um, not only did we get the comic series this week, but the first novel from the same era came out by Charles Sewell. Um, if you don't recognize the name, he comes from Green Lantern fame. Um, once the whole Jeff Johns era ended, he was one of the the spearheads of the the Green Lantern mythos. Thank God, because when you said Charles Soule, I thought it was the singer of Hootie and the Blowfish. What the fuck is his name? Darius Rucker. Thank you. Okay. Oh, I I thought it was Charles Soule. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Go on, Paul. That's all I had. Um, I checked out the book. It's it's good. Um, and I'm going to actually read the novel, but I have to finish my, my Timothy Zahn Thrawn novel that I'm reading now first. Um, good stuff. It's, it's typical Star Wars fare. Not much is different, um, but I know there's going to be a huge push for all this. Not only is Marvel publishing comics, but IDW is going to start to publish comics from this too. Um, they're going to do the Star Wars The High Republic. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Um, they're gonna do the High Republic Adventures, so it's gonna be the kitty version of all of this. Um, this is what we're gonna get for a while. There's rumor that we're getting movies out of this too. And they're they're saying this is kind of the Arthurian version of the Jedi. So no Sith, whole new enemy. 
um, in this this brand new era. The comic was good. Well, we'll see where it goes from here. So, well, that only makes me want to ask you to. Uh, I know you said you can look up the uh, what what is the cartoon's name? Which cartoon? The cartoon. The, the Star cartoon. Wars cartoon. There is the Clone Wars and there is Rebels and Resistance. We talked about, you know, viewing orders and you said, oh, there's a place to find that. Um, I kind of looked for that and it was a little confusing. So StarWars.com. Um, I will send you the link. I, I think I, I think you need to send us all the definite viewing order because I actually tried to look. Like I said, I was in a, a place where I had nothing to watch and I started looking for Star Wars first, and then I got confused and went to Blade. Gotcha. Give me three yeah. seconds. Yeah, you, well, we, we talked about this, but you, yeah, we need something more concise because it sounds like, I mean, this sounds a very complicated. This sounds like Star Wars, by the way, of Star Trek. Uh, we're definitely going backwards with it. Is what they're no, doing I mean, now. I mean by you know, everyone said you know, Star Wars is really great, but Star Trek is more. Uh, there's more to it. It's more complicated, and what you're describing is a, a fantastic Star Wars world that I, I have no entryway to. And you're not wrong, um, but I will. I will have this link on our Facebook as well because I've already found it. I'm just trying to get this where I can email it to you guys. And uh, I guess the first issue of this comic also has the new chronology by by name and everything like that. Um, so now now there's definitive um, classifications for what we've got coming and what fits into where. What does that even mean? I have to find that as well. I, I plan on. I'm trying to get an email address for Corbs. That's going to work here. Send it to. Do you have my Yahoo account? Nope. Send it to I, my assume, Yahoo. I assume you don't want that on record here. No, so. I'll, I'll text. I'll text it. We'll to do you. it off of. Yeah. Yeah, I'll text um, it to you. So, but that that is my my reading thing, and we've we're down to ten minutes again. Um, so check it out. Just, do you want to skip the the one and then just go to your nugget and call it a night thing? Um, no, because the game I'm playing, I I think everybody needs to know about. Uh, this is what are you playing? Um, otherwise, I think Hugh, you went into what are what you're playing already, right? So we don't really... If I understood the idea, I mean, I think so, yes. But there are other games I'm playing right now. Yeah, and we will hit it off much further from here. Corbs, are you playing anything at the moment? I know you're waiting on uh, Valhalla to come in. Just like uh, I, I, just started, I just started playing Sniper Elite 3 again. And what is that? It's a sniper game. <laughs> you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're, you're a you're a elite sniper and you're you, you get you go out on missions you know and you're you're basically 
shooting one, killing people one at a time type of thing, sniper sniper shots and stuff like that. But you can sneak sneak up people, you know, break their neck, knife them, stuff. You collect, gotcha. you collect, you know, kills. You collect cards, shit like that. It's a, it's, it's a, and it's a story. It's like, I want to say like seven or eight stories that you got to get through to get to the end. I have that one and I have four. So I believe four. I got them last year. I, I played them and completed them and then deleted them out of my PS4. And then the other day I was like, you know, I'm going to go back and play these again. So I went back and put it on like the next level up and I'm gotcha. going to play it. It's going to be a little bit harder. A little bit harder. Yeah. So. All right. Hugh, well, uh, is there a game you want to mention before I finish up? Well, uh, besides uh, playing uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, I have actually been playing something else. I, I started playing Control this week. Now, the, the reason I'm playing Control is because, well, Life gets in the way. The kid wants the TV after dinner. You know, some nights she she some nights she's not allowed to have TV after dinner because she's an asshole and she got up at six thirty in the morning and started spreading play-doh across the walls. But other days she she isn't an asshole, so she gets to have PlayStation after six o'clock. I don't know what's gonna happen on any given day. I just know my kid's an asshole and I have to adjust to it. Okay. Yep. All right. Are we good? So on some days I may have control over my PlayStation. On other days I don't. I I could have more control, but then I'm an asshole who's starting a cult. Okay. So (laughs) I am just laying low, not beating my wife and letting things happen and going on to watching my sea monkeys. So on those days where I don't have control over my PlayStation, what's happening is my kids, you know, she's like, oh, that hell is shit. I don't know what's going on. Those are evil assholes. So I'm going to play Sims and do evil things to them anyway. She doesn't understand why that's the same thing. I think my favorite game right now outside of all of those is Control. Now, Control is available on Amazon Luna. Okay. If you're not, not a member of that. I am one of the beta members. I think it's out of beta, but I'm paying like $4 a month to have full access to it. And Amazon Luna, the game selection sucks ass, but there are some good games that are worth it. So Control is one of those. So Control is kind of like if the X-Files met James Bond, met some other crappy tv show that got canceled like (laughs) that would be control so you 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 are drawn to this place this like underground government base that is in charge of not letting bad psychological alien shit happen but some bad psychological alien shit happen and you got pulled to it because Somebody decided you were next in line. So, I mean, like, right off the bat, you have some really crazy, powerful abilities. Okay. It seems like that makes you too powerful, but and maybe it does, because there's there's even a cheat code right in the normal options menu to make everything one-hit kills. And you know what? That's okay, because some of those bosses are hard to, to kill, because they're like, 
yeah, fucking HP Lovecraft bosses with lots of tentacles and whatever. The idea is this game's a really, a really good story. It's a story about an outsider who gets brought into an organization and finding a better way to run it than the people that have been there for years. And that's probably pretty similar to how the Grinch stole Christmas or some other bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it, It's got to be close to some archetype. It's certainly not bad. Not as bad as Bad Santa or you know, Mel Gibson's new Santa movie or something like that. It, it's not a bad, maybe it's a bad, okay, it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Don't let your kids watch. Don't, you, you know what? Yeah, you don't want it. Paul, Paul, Corbs, don't watch this movie. Whatever I said, ignore it. I'm completely wrong. I'm just, um, I, 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 was, I, I wasn't even here. I'm not here. I'm not here. All right. So we're going to finish <laughs> up. Mine's a mobile game. It's called Death Incoming. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's basically fucking. <laughs> um, it's it's like Final Destination is what it is. You play the Grim Reaper, and you have to go through these different scenarios where you fucking kill the people, and it tells you how you're supposed to kill them. So you have to make that happen. It's fucking crazy. I found it yesterday, and I was just like, I I have to talk about this. And it's a it's a nutty ass game, and as you go through, you collect more souls, and you can change the skin on your character to look like uh, Mr. Pumpkinhead or Jason Voorhees or Jigsaw, and it's there's ways to kill everybody, but it, it it's kind of fucked up. And I've I found more games. That I'm going to keep going with these mobile games week after week that I've found that are just. They're they're not fucking right, but they are great time wasters. So this one, like I said, is Death Incoming. It's by the guys that made um the 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 fucking shooter game where you can pretend to be Star Lord and all those other motherfuckers and just kill each other. Um, I don't even remember the name of that game, but um, it's about time we wrap this up, guys. We we've done this for a long, long time tonight. Yeah. So uh, let, let's finish this off with my, uh, my nugget of wisdom. What do you say, guys? You're going to drop Paul. a nugget? I, always. Oh, <clears throat> Paul, can I say one thing before you do that? Sure. Well, Elwin, verse 13, section 42, <laughs> says, I can hear your pain. I felt it too. I felt that pain. I'd like to talk to you about that pain. Maybe we can find a way together out of that pain. Maybe we can find a way into Paul's bullshit first. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you done with your gospel, dude? The gospel of Hugh is now a new thing. I, 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 I love it. You, oh. <laughs> that's great. <clears throat> okay, so my wisdom nugget: <clears throat> spike things, spice things up in your life. Give your neighbors cute nicknames: farmer dude, loud exhaust guy, 
Sweet Grandma with the rose bushes. The whore next door. Get the idea. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And uh, Mega Mommy bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.